Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi everybody, I have about uh, oh, six minutes left before uh, it's actually seven o'clock, so I'm just going to hang in for six minutes and see who drops in, and sometimes people come early, and so I thought, well, I'll have my phone on, have it up and running and ready to go so people know that I'm ready to go. So anyway, if you want to grab a snack or something, and uh, you know, um, usually I don't start the show till about 7.15, but I thought I'd try something different tonight and see what happens, because I usually get people dropping in early, so if you want to grab a snack and come back, you know, ah, Janine's here already, hi Janine, I was just actually just talking to the show, I thought I'd put the phone on early, that way if people come on early, which lots do, (laughs) you do, usually Cheyenne drops in early too. So I thought, you know, after I put the phone on, I thought, oh, well, I'm going to have dead air for a while. So I thought, well, what am I going to do about that? Okay, cool. Usually I don't start the recording until about, oh quarter after seven, you know, I wait for a few people to drop in, but I think it's nice to to have a few drop in and then just socialize and, you know, get to know each other and, yeah, okay, go ahead and reboot, Janine. Yeah, do whatever you have to do, there's there's no hurry, we've got lots of time, a couple of hours anyway. Like I say, it's only 6.56, so we've got a few minutes. So if there's dead air, don't think that I've left. Just just waiting for people to, to drop in. But usually I don't start the show till about 7.15 anyway. But um, anyway, I'll just wait for a few friends to drop in. So grab a snack or... Uh, get out your pen and paper, grab your Bible, you know, whatever you like to take notes. And you can always come back to the chat, you know, um, chat grabber too. There's chatgrabber.com and you can actually grab the chat and you can get all the, um, you know, you can not only get the recording, but you can get the um, the chat, you know, what people have put on the board, you know, any scriptures that we put up. 
com. That has to do with the talk shoe, and then you th- it'll just ask you which episode do you want to do you want to grab, you know, the chat and the recording. You can listen to the past shows. And, um, you can actually pick up the chat, like I said, to uh, pick up the scriptures. You know. Oh, anyway, we'll chat here in a few minutes. I'm just going to take a look over my book and just kind of refresh myself, make sure I know which way I'm going. Hello. I'm just I'm just calling in now to yeah, I got my Skype back. Nice. Yeah, I'm just getting in the room now, so be there in a sec. Oh. oh okay, you already have Oh. I don't know what that means. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
checking in. Yes, everything working fine. I should try to learn how to do that, Janine, you know, so we can help others because I'm sure there's other men and women that, that don't know how uh, to, to, I don't, um, how to get in and, and get on computer and, and talk um, because I think there's probably men and women that, you know, can't afford the long distance. Yes. So... Th- that's that's probably a subject that I I should learn, eh? So I can tell others, because I noticed on the talk shows there's a lot of men and women, you know, that have, have mentioned, you know, they can't call in, and I believe they probably don't know how to use Skype. I I don't know. I didn't know much about it until you know, you know, I heard, heard you using it all the time, and I thought, okay, how does this work? <laughs> that's pretty uh, cool. That's pretty cool. Thank- you're on Skype now. No, I, I I'm on TalkShow.com through computer. Like my mm-hmm. Skype, my Skype's up and running, but my Skype's always up and running here. But I'm not going through Skype. It's just always open. So if anybody wants to message me, um, I I can see that you know I can get back to them like right away. So no matter what I'm doing on computer, my Skype's always open. But but I'm not using Skype right now. What I do is I go to talkshoe dot com, and then um, I go into my caller ID one three five three seven eight for this yeah. show, and uh, and then then I go th- I go through Talkshoe Talkshoe Live. Ooh. But but you have that, to. That... Sorry, Janine. Go ahead. Ah, uh, talks you live. So that's that's like um, a, a live phone call. Well, y- y- yeah, you have to you have to use the phone. I I don't know any other way. I don't know how to do it through Skype, but I'd love to be able to learn to do it through Skype. And like you said before, it'd be nice to be able to um, get on Skype and 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 chat with friends. You know. Um, you know. No. I I know that's great, um, but if I'm if I'm because I'm accessing you here in the room on my Skype, I if anybody Skypes me, I can't reply back to them because I'm already using it for the phone call. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And and, and, and no messages come through because I'm already on a call. So all those messages won't be there until I and until I hang up the call or if I want to, yeah, you can't do two things with it. That's what I found out. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, technology, eh? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't even know how to to do what you're doing, but it sure it sure be nice to uh, be able to teach others. You know, um, maybe sometime when we've got time, maybe we can talk about how you know the steps. How to do that, and maybe. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Honestly, um, when when I got onto Carl's, you know, I started with Carl's calls um, because I was just listening to him, and they kept talking about this talk shoe, and I thought, what is this talk shoe? You know, I had to Google it, 
and um, and then it said, you know, do you want to join? And I said yes. And then for some unknown reason, it wouldn't take me. Something wasn't right. I couldn't get into anything. I, you know, and I I left it for a couple of months. And suddenly, um, it come up one day that I that I could log into TalkShoe. And I thought, wow, how did this happen? You know, it just happened. Um, and you know, so I, it was it was just um, to me it was all trial and error. I didn't yeah. know what I was doing. I'd never heard of TalkShoe before. Um, and then on some of the clips they were talking about Angela Stark's call and, you know, so it was a progressive thing, but it didn't take like five minutes for me. It took like three or four months to even find that out and look into it and find out what, yeah, because I'm a bit like you. I really don't know what I'm doing with computers. It's all trial and error. <laughs> yeah. Like and just and potluck if I, if I get it. <laughs> Same here, same here. Now, if I had to study how to figure out how to do it on Skype, it would. I'd be lucky to, to find all the information in a month. <laughs> you know, it just take, it seems to take forever to to get put all the pieces together, doesn't it? It did. It took me um, three, four months to oh, sort of. <laughs> you know, not not that I was on it all the time. Yeah. It just said, you know, um, your your connection with Talkshoe has failed. Um, or it wasn't accepted, or something like that, and I thought, oh, I don't know. So I'd leave it. Yeah, yeah. And and I I had to leave it because I didn't think I could get on it. I thought, oh no, this must only be for America. And and, and then it then it come up one day that uh, on my um on my email that it was um that I was accepted or something. But huh. uh, talk she was now active and working, and that was like three months down the track. And I thought, wow, that's a miracle. How did this happen? Yeah, well, the, the, I think the main way that I started getting on talk show was um, in the beginning, way back in the beginning, uh, talk shows, uh, Carl would actually send out links to everybody. Now, if you wanted, it, it's almost no use of you doing it because of Australia, it would cost you a fortune to be able to come on the phone. So you're probably best doing it the way you're doing it, right? Yeah, with Skype, it's it's ninety nine dollars, um, and that's um, unlimited phone calls to over fifty countries, and that's for a whole year. Oh. Um, and yeah, for a whole year, over to fifty fifty different countries, and um, wow, and they will they will cut you off after four hours. You know, they will give you a phone call, and it'll be a four hour duration. Um, it's like the other night, your sh- your show kept going because she didn't stop it. So it kept going. So we talked for another two hours. I was just by myself talking, and these, whoever they are, their guests, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, they just kept typing stuff, and I'd just start talking to them. Oh, good. Yeah, because I do that a lot. I don't terminate the calls, because if somebody does want to, like that's what Carl used to do. He'd say, okay, good night, or, or Angela would do, say, good night, see you later, and people would just keep, you know, continuing on, but um, it's yeah. it's too much for me. Um, after a couple of hours, I, I'm drained either taking information in or putting it out or whatever. And I get up I get up early every morning, so by by ten eleven o'clock, my brain's just okay. You know, done. There's, especially if I'm talking, there's no use in me doing it because 
you're not you're not thinking straight, so you don't know if you're 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 explaining yourself properly. You know, you feel like you're talking stupid. You know, when you really get brain dead and, and tired. So, um, and but yet some 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 of these men and women they can go on for five six hours on these talk shows. More more power to them. <laughs> but I I just get drained too much. It must be my age. You know, I'm 57 years old. 57 years young. Yeah. Yeah, so, and uh, I, I keep pretty busy, you know, and try to keep active and stuff. I really keep going. So at this time of the night, this is kind of my wind-down time, and, and um, you know, I really enjoy it. So in a couple of hours, okay, I think, okay, I'm ready for bed. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad, that, glad you dropped in, Janine, because I, you know, I ran across um, um, some information you 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 were asking about the, the um, see I got to get my head together here. Um, oh, good, because I got some information I have to ask you too. Oh, okay. Well, I better run this by you because um, I come across with the material that I study. I just happen to come across the scripture in the Bible, and then in the material that I was studying, um, who are the rest of the dead that will come to life? Remember you asked that? Who are the rest of the dead? That was No, after, was it Cheyenne? After the thousand years? Didn't I you? thought he was I thought it was um the Well the actually I thought I thought the people are going to raise from the raise from the dead like all the prophets and everything that have died. Yeah, well, you know, the 1,000-year period, okay, the 1,000-year period that we're going to live here on the earth, okay, and reach, yeah. and, and re, will we'll at that point have reached perfection. And then in uh, Revelations, I think, this, I think this is what the question was you asked me. It said, oh, the second resurrection. What, who, who is involved in the second, the second resurrection? Because there's the first resurrection, and then there's a the second resurrection. Was that not you? No, but it's very interesting. So you can keep going. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got because I it's it's some it's a question I I wouldn't mind asking. You know, because I don't know anything about that. Yeah, because I wasn't sure either. I couldn't answer it. So I got myself a little booklet here, a little little piece of paper, a little booklet to to write questions down and then that that I don't know and there's lots I don't know so I thought you know when I run across it you know how you know what it's like like there's certain things that came to my mind the last couple of weeks and I thought I've been looking for that answer for years yeah years and all of a sudden it comes to you and it comes through the bible of course yes it does yeah and yes it does it's whenever, whenever it's God's time, or you know, there, there's pro, there's some sort of a reason that He allows to know at specific times, you know, mm-hmm. for whatever reasons. We just can't know everything at once, and He just gives us our food at the proper time. So anyway, no, I thought that was you that asked that question. I thought, oh, this is so cool. This is so interesting. What I found here, and it made to me, it made so much sense. And so maybe, maybe while we're waiting for others, what I'll try to do, Janine, is is uh, go back to the the question that that was asked, and uh, 
I'm sorry, I thought it was you, but see, now I've got my little book. When someone asks a question that I don't know, I'm going to write it down, and we'll see what see what we can find out. But anyway, um, in Revelations 20, do you have your Bible? Um, no, I don't. Okay, that's all right. I'll, I, I'll, I'll Google it. Oh, do you want me to, oh, yeah, you can Google it. Yeah, you can read it. That would be great. Yeah, okay. It says um, in Revelation, Revelation 20, is there is there a verse? Yeah. Um, in Revelation 20, and uh, say, say, say verse 4. Okay. Oh, no, pardon me. Can we can we go back to verse two? Uh mm. twenty twenty and two. Yep. This is so cool. I just love this this part here. So Revelation well, even one, even one, hey, start at the beginning. Sure, why not? Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's only one verse. Yeah, okay. So I'll read what it says. So it's it's Revelations just for the talk shoot in the in the recording's sake, I'll repeat. Revelations chapter 20, and we'll start at the first, and it says, And I saw an angel coming down out of heaven with the key of the abyss and a great chain in his hand. And he seized the dragon, the original serpent, who is the devil, and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. I might as well go on. And he hurled him into the abyss, and shut it and sealed it over him that he might not mislead the nations any more until the thousand years were ended. After mm-hmm. these things, he must be let loose for a little while. Yes, I saw thrones and those who, who sat down on them, and power of judgment was given them. Yes, I saw the souls of those executed with the axe, for a witness they bore for Jesus and for speaking about God. And those who had worshipped neither the wild beast, which is a political, nor its image, and who had not received the mark upon their forehead and upon their hand. And here's some of the points that I, I was getting to. It says, And they came to life and ruled as kings with Christ, for the thousand years. Okay? That is the first resurrection, and it'll tell you here in a second. So in verse 5 it says, The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. This is the first resurrection. Happy and holy is anyone having part in the first resurrection. Over these, the second death has no authority, and they will be priests of God and of Christ and will rule as kings with him for a thousand years. And then I might as well read seven. It says, now as soon as the thousand years have been ended, Satan will be let loose out of this prison, and he will go out and mislead those nations in the four corners of the earth. Gog and Magog together to gather them together for the war. Okay, the number of these as in the sand of the sea. So I'm just going to stop there um, because what was asked to me last week, okay, 
resurrection. The first resurrection are the 144,000 that are going to rule as kings with Christ for the thousand years, okay, over the earth. We've read, you know, I can't remember everything that I've said about them, but we've read that before, but the 144,000 that are going to rule as kings and priests in heaven with Christ over the earth. Okay, this during the thousand-year reign. So during this thousand-year reign, which is the subject I want to talk about next week, this is actually going to be our, quote, judgment period. That's a, I, that's a really interesting subject itself, too. But anyway, I was asked, okay, well, what, what is this other resurrection? It says, the rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. Mm-hmm. So I was asked, well, who are they? <laughs> and I said, I don't know. And I didn't. And then um, I read some information. Okay, I read the, the information that I study. Let me see if I can find it now. Because I didn't think that you and I would get to talk until the end of the, end of the show. So now I've got to try and find this information. Um, I'm really thrown off here now because okay, I don't know where I put the information, but let me try to explain it, Janine, in my own words, and then we'll we'll take it from there, and maybe things things will come to my mind, maybe things will fill in now remember when we get baptized and and how the Bible says and how God says you you will be born again. When you get baptized, it's like a contract with with God and Jesus. You are born again. You're born again Christian. Right? Yeah. So we're we're literally not born again, but we in in spirit and and in different ways, but not literally as as a a, a man or a woman. We're not born as as a baby and and starting in life. We're we're no, we're but our, our spirit is reborn. Yeah. In, in, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's how I understand it. Yeah. So we have the same idea. You know. We. Yeah. We're 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 thinking on the same line, and that's what the Bible says. You are born again Christians. When we become baptized, we give our life to God, and we are we are born again. And so, with the, from the knowledge that I have learned um, about this this resurrection, that the ones that are resurrected after the thousand years have ended. See, this thousand-year reign, once we go through and live here on the earth and we'll be taught by God and Jesus and through the 144,000, our new government over the earth, it's going to be beautiful, eh? And once we reach the thousand years, we will have reached perfection, just like Adam and Eve. It's going to take us time because that's the way God works. You know, it's like a baby, you know, and a tree growing and everything growing. So during, once that thousand year reign ends, the Bible says that we are like being resurrected again because we will be in a resurrected state. We will be in a perfected state. This is the second resurrection. Once we reach that thousand year reign, that's the second resurrection. 
That's the way I understand it. Now, as soon as I can get my mind together here and, and get my other thoughts together and, and as they come, um, I'll mention it to you. But that's the idea that that, that I received um, through the information that I that I study and, and through the Bible. So anyway, you can, you know, just keep that in mind. And if you find out anything different, great. Um, if I can think of it, I know there's something else that I, I wanted to say. I know there was other things I was thinking, but I can't think of it right now. But at the end of that thousand years, that will be, let me see, let's take a, let's take a look in Revelations here and maybe something will come to our mind. Um, let's see. And they came to life and ruled as kings with Christ for the thousand years. The rest of the dead. Okay, this is a, okay. It's a little, a little bit's coming to me. See, when when the hundred and forty-four thousand and they came to life and ruled as kings with Christ for the thousand years, they came to life with Christ. The ones that are going to be up in heaven in the heavenly government. So they came to life, right? They're alive, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it says the rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. So we are not really we are not really alive until this thousand years have ended because we oh, we're, we're in that now. Are we in that now? No, this is after Armageddon. Oh, this, okay. Yeah. Um this thousand year reign is here on mm. earth. Like yeah. this thousand year period is is where um this is what we're actually studying tonight after Armageddon a paradise earth. That's the subject that I picked for tonight. I hope yeah. that's okay with everyone. Oh that yeah. Yeah, so after Armageddon, God's war, um that this is what's gonna happen. It is the thousand year reign. The thousand years that the Bible's talking about. This is where Satan, once God comes, and 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 he uh, demolishes all the governments, all the kingdoms, all the all the wicked system here on the earth. Once he destroys all this, um, that tomorrow we will wake up and we will be starting in the new system. We will be starting this thousand year reign. And Satan will not be able to mislead us during that whole thousand years. Oh, that would be wonderful. The, Hallelujah. Right? Because that's, that's what the Bible says. He, mm-hmm. he he will be chained up for the thousand-year period. So if God came, to, like at this moment, okay, this is it for Satan. That's it for these world governments and all these rulers and anyone that denies Christ and God, anyone that does not believe or does not want to follow or that's it that's the end of this system and then we begin the thousand year reign so it's actually exciting waiting for him to come okay honestly it, it's going to be so beautiful because i was obviously to the pastor barry or brother barry last night you know 
and he was saying that he took a beautiful detour, you know, right up to the Gulf Country, right up the top of Australia, and he went off these into these um, you know, these these little tracks that you you know, it needed a four wheel drive and everything like that, and he come to this just this you know and he said no matter where he went up there you know he said that, you know that you could tell where people camped there were beer bottles thrown everywhere there was rubbish everywhere and he come along this beautiful beach which should have been so pristine but there were a couple of hundred yards of garbage that was into the ocean you know and just Sitting, listening to him, it it almost made me cry, yeah. you know, because uh, you know what's wrong with people that they can't that they can't have enough decency to just pick up their plastic and bring it home with them, or pick up their bottles and bring it back, and then put it into recycling so it can be used again for something something else. You know, and I, yeah, and when I when I hear those things, I say, come on, God, come on, you you come down, you fix this, come on, we can't fix it because there's not enough good people here. Yeah. There's people that's like, you know, they they. I read, uh, what was it, Hosanna? I had this. I picked up my son's Bible today, and it just opened up at Hosea. Hosea was it Hosea? Yeah. Uh, is it Hosea? Start does it Jose? Jose? Yeah. H O S E A. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And um it was saying that, you know, how everything was corrupt. You know, that and everything and I just read that, you know, and, and God had, had started legals against um the is the is it uh, against some sort of people because they were just so corrupt and I read it and I went oh my god that's that's that that could be today <laughs> yeah it could be reading it like it was today yeah yeah it's it's sad isn't it Janine you know when you you look around and, and you you walk by this garbage and you know you you wish you had a big bag that you could start picking it all up yourself but we, we know it's it's useless well, there was a conservationist up there. This, this woman that I spoke to, she said there was a guy. He must have been a conservationist. She said he had a big four-wheel drive, and she said he was going around picking up, you know, as much rubbish as she could, as he could. And he he hardly made a dent in it, but he had a truckload just yes. full of garbage. And uh, you know, and I and and when he said that, you know, all I all I kept thinking of was. The girl on the beach who'd picked up the starfish, and the guy coming along and saying, "What good could it do? You know, you can't save all these starfish." And she said, "Oh, well, I just saved that one." So every little bit helps. Oh yeah, it does definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. here in where I live, uh, people adopt a road. They, oh they, wow! <laughs> families, a family will say, "Okay, this." we're going to adopt this road, so we're going to take care of this road. And, they, you know, they might go out once a week or whenever they can, or you know, and they'll, they'll go and pick up the garbage on that road. You know, they adopt a road. <laughs> so, so people are trying, aren't they? But, you know, with the pollution and, you know, this system is just so out of control, 
Satan's got it so out of control, and and we can't fight Satan. We have to, you know, we have to be patient and wait for God, and we can't stress out about trying to fix this system because we know we can't. So you know, it, it it's a relief, isn't it? It's a relief to know that God is going to step in. He's not going to allow man to to ruin the earth. It's that is not going to happen, and it's going to be a wonderful this thousand year you know rain living here on the earth you know um because god promised he'd never he'd never um destroy the earth by flood remember in the bible he promised he would never destroy never it by that again. yeah yep. so we i i don't know exactly how god's going to destroy this system and um you know but we know he's he's not going to take it down to ashes and destroy it completely. We are going to see him destroy this system. We are going to be obviously alive to see it. It says that in the Bible, and then we're going to live over to the next day, and 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 then we're gonna we're gonna see God's we're gonna see God's power cleaning the earth. However, he's going going to do it, cleaning the pollution cleaning the rivers and the lakes and we're going to have a we're going to partake in repairing the earth and restoring it back to the paradise it was meant to be mm-hmm. and that's going to be such a wonderful wonderful pleasure you know to finally be free of satan and his demons and anybody wicked because it, it says in the bible that you will look for them the wicked one and he will not be there because well, it's it in the Bible, doesn't it? You know, there's there's two or three people working in the field, and suddenly half half just disappear. So, um, but I don't know if that's in the relation to the revelation. Is it? Is it in 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 relation to the revelation? Um, it might be Janine. I'm not sure either. But I remember that scripture you're talking about. There will be three women working in the mm-hmm. field, and and you know one or two or three whatever some will just drop dead you know there'll there'll be there's going to be all different ways that god's going to do it he, and he says you will see it you will see it happening and they're just going to fall dead around us you know and, and maybe there'll be fire and brimstone i don't know you know exactly how he's going to do it, but every man and woman is going to know he's here he's yeah. not it's god's war and uh, so every, you know, every, every knee, the Bible says that every knee will bend. Every yeah. knee will bend. It, we're go- yeah, obviously we're going to know. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's going to be scary, but it's, it's still going to be exciting. Um, it just depends on, you know, how much faith we have, you know, that we, <coughs> you know, that we have to have total, complete faith in and love for God that that we you know his angels will protect us individually and and our loved ones that are with us or whatever you know uh we just hope that we're you know we're we've that God has found favor with us you know so it is going to be a scary time but it's going to be exciting and we have to totally have faith and by studying you know studying the bible and and praying and and keep working hard you know our faith can only get stronger we just and you know you know meeting together like we do and and uh, hi Jean Marie thanks for coming honey that's uh, my daughter Janine 
again. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. Thanks for dropping in, honey. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, she's she's got computers, so yeah, she can hear. I, I get mixed up with technology. Uh, Jeannie, Marie, maybe I'm going to call my daughter Marie because it, that way it won't get so confusing, and she'll know who I'm talking to. So, honey, Marie, we've um, Janine and I have just been chatting. We haven't really got into the um, um, the article this evening that I that I've been studying, and uh, because we've just been kind of going on our own and having fun with it, and you know, praising God and talking about we we have been talking about the end of this system and um, the thousand year reign, you know, which was was the subject that I wanted to talk about tonight. After Armageddon, uh, a paradise earth. So um, it is 7:35. Um, Marie, do you, is there anything you want to say, sweetie? You know, um, to Janine about the uh, thousand-year reign. That what you've learned, you know, f- from study studying the Bible. Just something that comes off the top of your head that um, you know is going to be exciting or something that you look forward to maybe, um, some, maybe some scriptures that that you've read that might be encouraging to others, you know, you have anything off the top of your head that you you might like to, to throw in? Oh, no, wow. <laughs> oh, this is just too, yeah. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> Jean Janine Jean Janine <laughs> Well we're going to yeah, have no, I, I, I just said call me G call And Jeannie Jean, Marie says Ha ha that's my nickname G Oh Jeannie Yeah as in Gia G. Oh, G Gia Oh you girls are going to have me so confused I don't know who to call uh-huh. you I know, and no, would no. you believe? Well, what is your proper names? <laughs> I, I I joined this other church, and there's another two Janines in there. Oh, is there? <laughs> mhm. Oh, mm-hmm. cute. That's funny. Yeah. So, um, I. Oh, I'll I'll tell my daughter about that uh, the rest of the dead did not come to life until after the thousand years were ended. I thought that was so exciting to to learn that that it that it is actually means basically they have reached perfection. We have reached perfection because in the state during the thousand year reign we are still basically dead. Because we might not make it to the end of the thousand years. You know, we could fall out. And, you know, so until the thousand years are ended, we are basically not really uh, given, we are not in the book of life. Like the first resurrection is 144,000 that go to heaven. And remember, Janine, it said in the scripture here that um, the second death has no authority over them. Yeah. They're, 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 they're sealed. They're yeah, still, because they're, they're with God. Yeah. They're with Jesus, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So the, uh, now the resurrection after the thousand years will be us, hopefully. That, that, mm. that's, that's the resurrection of life, 
if we can make it to the thousand years and go through that short period of time of testing. You know, it, it might be something like, say, like Adam and Eve in the beginning. Remember when Adam and Eve, they were, they were told, do not touch this tree. Do not touch. God had to test them because he wants us to have a, a, a pure heart, a pure heart that really loves him and not, not, you know, he didn't want to make us robots. So he has to test us. So we had to test Adam and Eve that way. And it took me a long time to understand that because I thought, well, if God knows all things, then and, and, and he created Adam and Eve perfect, how could there be an error? But it wasn't an error. He allowed them real uh, free will. Real free will. And, and wanted them to learn real love and by testing them that was their their temptation that was their their test of real love and if they hadn't made it past that um you know the whole world would have been different but they didn't and so but we he's been god's been wonderful enough to give us the opportunity after armageddon you know, to go into the thousand years where we're going to be taught by him to learn love and, and learn real love, we're going to be given that opportunity to reach perfection and show our, our real love to him. Does that make sense, Janine? Am I yeah. making sense? You're right, Janine. He will take away death. Oh, Janine, yes, thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just was kind of waiting for it's a few people to come in, and and I yeah. knew. It. Yeah, thanks. I'm I'm a little bashful saying prayers, and but anyway, yeah, that's a wonderful idea. Okay, Jeannie, um, we're gonna ask Jehovah to um, to bless our gathering and and uh, bless our study, and and uh, okay, so I'll I'll say a prayer to Jehovah and ask Him to be with us. Our dear living Father, Jehovah God in heaven, we come before you, Father, humbly come before you to give you thanks for this day of life. And we give you thanks for this opportunity to gather together in this day, to be alive, to be able to do this. Jehovah, thank you so much. Um, I think, thank you for your word, the Bible, and um, for the many people in the earth that you you are leading and, and, and teaching and guiding and calling and, and saving. And I ask that you please um, please be with us tonight as we gather together to learn your words. Please give us a portion of your Holy Spirit um, to help us to take in this knowledge deep into our heart, to truly understand what you're trying to teach us through the Bible and um, um, I don't know what else to say I just want to say can I, can I just add something that I, I read um, out of, out of, out of um, a John G. Light book what's that Janine? can I just read something that I read out of um, John G. Light 
Dear Jehovah God, we just gathered here today. Um, this is, um, you know, Sonia has a wonderful, a wonderful talk show, God's Law or Man's Law. And I'd just like to read what I read the other night. And it says that compassion, that's what Jesus had. And it talks about that in the Bible. It says, compassion reaches further than more, further than demands of judges. Compassion reaches to the heart of life, to the secret of our being. The compassion of Jesus was the divine secret that made him lovable. And may we all have that love forevermore in our heart and grow each day. Thank you. Amen. Wow. That's really, that's really, that really touches the heart. You know, when you think about Jesus compassion. Thank you, Janine, very much. Yeah. Well I it's a it's a word that you know, it comes up in the Bible. You know, Jesus had compassion for the woman who you know, whose son was dead. You know, Jesus had compassion for the multitudes. It it, it seems that his compassion is what what healed them. So that love, that that love in his heart. Yeah. And these are like the the fruits of the spirit that we need to learn, isn't it? You know what I mean? Um, the fruits. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, like compassion. Hi, Matthew. It's, yeah, and compassion's part of that also. Yeah, that's that's a very strong one, Janine. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Jeannie Marie says, wow, I'm so moved because you both have brought up the three things I read and thought on today. What was that, Janine? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you well. Uh, Jeannie Marie said, wow, I am so moved because you both have, have brought up the three things I read and thought on today. Wow. Because your your, your show is God's law or man's law. Yeah, and and God God's law is um God's law works miracles. Yes. Maybe I'll try and maybe get into the the, the subject of Armageddon. What I was going to ask our friends was, um, I was going to ask a question like, when you first heard of the word. Armageddon. Um, what did you learn it to be? Like, what did you think it was? I know what I thought it was. You know, at, through my years of of searching, searching about God and searching about the Bible, and uh, what did you what did you believe Armageddon when people would say, "Oh, Armageddon's coming"? What 
what what did you think it was? Um, I don't know, but I said if Armageddon's coming, I'm a getting out of here. Yeah, it sounds scary. <laughs> It, it does sound scary, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I'm again, it's oh, gee. Yeah, because mm. because we don't really understand um, yeah. what it is, you know. Um, I think uh, I believe that uh, you know governments and, and authorities they've used the term basically for like a holocaust. You know, um, some people have used the term like it's going to be like a nuclear wars. You know, um, some people have said, this is what I've I've learned over the years, that the understandings that I, I, I got was, um, you know, it could be the end of the earth, Armageddon, the end of the earth, the end of civilization. You know, these are, these are things that I learned at Armageddon. Hi, Matthew. Thanks for dropping in. Um, we're just getting started, actually, on the on the conversation, Matthew. So it's a great time. We we've just been chatting, and we're just going to talk about after Armageddon, a paradise Earth. I'm going to get my right proper glasses on here to read the the chat board. I've got, like I've said, I've got a pair of glasses to read the my my. My Bible and a pair of glasses to read the computers, so I'm a little slow. But uh, anyway, um, Matthew, could you tell me, please? Um, have you heard of the, the word Armageddon? And if so, what, what did you think it was, or what do you think it means? Just want to just want to make people think about that word and and think about what we've been led to believe uh, that it that it means. And like I said, I I've heard uh, nuclear war. I've heard the end of this earth, the end of mankind, um, Armageddon, you know, World War Three, uh, things like that, you know. But anyway, the Bible's got a totally different description of the word Armageddon and. Um, uh, I just want to read a little something um, about the word Armageddon. And in Hebrew, it was actually Armageddon with an H. Armageddon. And it was a place. It was a mountain. And I do have scriptures. I won't get into that right now. But I do have scriptures that um, can can show that Armageddon was a place in the Bible where there would be great wars, where great wars would, that's where they would meet for great wars, you know, over in the east somewhere. I don't know much about the history. But anyway, that's what Armageddon was. And and I don't know if it's the translation from Hebrew to Greek to English. Now it's Armageddon. Okay, it's called Armageddon. And in the Bible, it talks about Armageddon now as being God's war. Okay, God's war. The Bible uses Armageddon because that was a main place where where large wars had been taken place. 
and the Bible talks about God's war at Armageddon. And but it's going to be a totally different type of war than any of man's wars. Um, I have I have had a dream where there is a big fe- there is like a a big uh, a big plain. There's no grass on it. It's just like a light red color dirt, and um, a big battle will take place there. Um, but it'll be more um, we because it was in the dream it would have been spiritual so it's more of a spiritual battle that will be happening there and uh, the um, yeah and um, it's seen that if you've got that love of God in your heart you, you just won't get touched at all yeah yeah, that's what the Bible's saying. Um, okay. What I'd like to do is, so I can, for, for my sake, keep on track, I've managed to be able to, to, to study this article really well this week, and uh, I'm happy that I got through a, a lot of scriptures. And um, so I'd, I'd like to go, you know, paragraph by paragraph, so that we can cover scriptures and go like step by step so we can lead into you know to different things so I, for for my sake that you know I can stay on track and uh, so I'll I'll just read and and we'll stop and look up scriptures like usual okay that's all right with everyone um armageddon is a frightening word to many often world leaders use it to uh, refer to a possible world war 3 However, the Bible speaks of Armageddon as the place of a righteous war fought by God. So this, the first scripture uh, that shows this is Revelation 16. I'm going to look that up. Revelation 16, verse 14 and 16. And I'll read that. Um, Jeannie or Janine, um, do you you mind, ladies, would one of you put that scripture in for me so it'll be on chat? So if anybody uh, does want to look it up, could you just do that for me, pretty please, somebody? Janine's still here. Lost Matthew, maybe he'll be back. He gets kicked off once in a while. Thanks, Jeannie. Okay, it says, um, Revelations chapter 16, verse 14. They are, in fact, expressions inspired by demons in performing signs, and they go forth to the kings of the entire inhabited earth to gather them together to the war of the great day of God the Almighty. Look, I am coming as a thief. Happy is the one that stays awake and keeps his outer garments, that he may not walk naked, and people look upon his shamefulness. And they gathered them together to the place that in Hebrew is called Harmageddon. So that just shows that Armageddon, Harmageddon, is going to be God's war, okay? 
gather them together to the war of the great day of God the Almighty. And the um, translation I have here is from the King James Version. This war of God will prepare the way for a righteous new world. Unlike wars of men, which kill both the good and the bad, Armageddon will only destroy the bad. Jehovah God will be the judge, and he will remove anyone willingly refusing to obey his righteous laws. Today, many persons see nothing wrong with such things like fornication, getting drunk, lying, or cheating. But according to God, these things are wrong. So at Armageddon, he will save only those he, he will not save those who continue to do these things. And there's a couple of scriptures there that talk about fornication, lying, um, you know, men who lie with men. Um, there's a uh, scripture here that I'd like to, to look up, and it's in Revelations 21 and 8. It talks about the second death. Okay. Revelations 21 and 8. Thanks, Janine. In Revelations 21 and 8, the Bible says, But as for the cowards and those without faith and those who are disgusting in their filth, murderers and fornicators and those who practice spiritism and idolaters and all the liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur. And this means the second death. Okay, I don't want to cause any confusion where people think that the lake that burns with fire and sulfur is going to be hell and torment. No. It says in the Bible here, this means the second death. That's what the lake of fire means, the second death. So, that's just what's going to happen during God's war, you know. No, all all good people are going to, going to be saved, okay? The ones that continue to do all these things willingly, knowing God is coming, uh, will not be a part of this new new system, this paradise earth that's that's going to be coming. Um, okay, after Armageddon, no part of this wicked world will remain. Only persons who ser- serve God will live. Um, like I said, I'd really love to pump these scriptures to to the chat tonight if we could, friends, because I, that's where the power is. That's that's where the words are. That's where all the strength is, and that's where the truth is, and that's where the proof is. It's all in the scriptures. So if, if we could... Uh, uh, also put into chat First John, chapter two, verse seventeen. I'll read that. There's a lot of, lot of scriptures in this one that I think is really well. They're all important. First John two and seventeen. And it says, furthermore, the world is 
is passing away, and so is its desires. But he that does the will of God remains forever. Jesus Christ compared the situation to that of Noah's day. Okay? Now, you know back in Noah's day with, with the flood, Noah told told them for, I don't know, I, I think it was a year he was building the ark. A year. And they thought he was crazy. And, of course, he preached that God's going to bring a deluge. You know, God's going to bring a flood. Uh, repent, be, be saved, and, and on and on. And, and they laughed at him and they mocked him. And there was only seven seven humans that, that got onto that, that boat. But there's there's a few scriptures here where where Jesus compared this system that's coming in front of us, okay, to Noah's day. So um, I'd like to put a couple of them up also. Uh, Matthew chapter 24, verses 37 to 39. Find that and read it. A lot, a lot of the Bible, this is why we we need to, to read the Bible in the whole, not just, you know, the New Testament. Like I know some, some have been told, H. Uh, the Old Testament too, because this was before, the Old Testament was before Jesus' time, back in Noah. And Jesus used Noah's time as as an example for us to, to see. This is what God's going to do, you know, and this is what he's done before. You know, so he's saying, they're saying, listen. Jesus saying, you know, this is what's going to happen. So Matthew um, 24, and I'll start in uh, verse 37. Actually, I'm going to back up and start in verse 36. It says, concerning that day and hour, nobody knows, neither the angels of the heavens nor the sun but only the Father. For just as in the days of Noah's were, for just as in the days of Noah, so the presence of the Son of Man will be. For as, for as they were in those days before the flood, eating and drinking, men marrying and women being given marriage, until that day, Noah entered into the ark, and they took no note until the flood came and swept them all away. So the presence of the Son of Man will be. So it's going to be, you know, an example. The world is going to, they're going to be doing their own thing. You know, they're not going to pay attention to anyone that's trying to tell them about God, what God's going to be doing, they're not going to pay attention, they're just going to mock us, and they're going to go on living their daily lives, being married, giving marriage, making money, pursuing their their riches, and, you know, being famous, and whatever, you know, they want to do in this world, this system of things, they're not going to pay attention to to what's, what's coming, and then all of a sudden, like a thief in the night, it says, and no one knows the day or the hour, it, it, it will happen. And it's going to happen. So, And here's Janine, just a little further down, is the scripture that you were talking about. In um, verse 
41. No, I'll back up. I'll back up to verse 40. It's just like the end of the system, God's war, when it, when it comes. Here's, here's some things that are going to be happening. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken along and the other one will be abandoned. Two women will be grinding at the handmill. One will be taken along and the other will be abandoned. Keep on the watch, therefore, because you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. I thought that was kind of cool, Janine, because we were just talking about that earlier, eh? About the women. Well, we were talking about women out in the field, eh? So, yeah, this is what it's going to be like. So, you know, we will be protected. You know, we, we won't have to worry. We won't have to fear. Um, God's war is it's going to be exciting. It's going to be something for us to look forward to. We're going to be happy because, uh, hey, it means the end of the system. It means the end of this wickedness, you know. So anyway, um, another scripture um, in Second Peter, chapter three, verse five to seven. Second Peter, chapter three, verse five and seven. Read that. Okay, for according to their wish, this fact escapes their notice that there were heavens from a, from of old and an earth standing compacting out of water and in the midst of the air by the word of God. Okay, and by those means, the world at that time suffered destruction when it was deluged with water by the same word the heavens and the earth are now being stored up for fire and for being reserved for the day of judgment and for the destruction of ungodly men so this scripture is talking about like back in five it says it, it escapes people's notice right now you know they don't think about it, it says that there were heavens from old and the earth standing compacting out of water and in the midst of water. This is talking about the flood, right? And that the, at that time, the world suffered destruction by a deluge of water. And then, it, they, you know, they, they're just not taking that, you know, they're, they're not acknowledging it. They don't believe it. But it says in seven in verse 7 here, but by the same word, the heavens and the earth are now being stored up for fire and are being reserved for the day of judgment and destruction oh, yeah. and destruction of ungodly men. Fire. Oh, yeah. That's how that's how God's coming, fire. Yep. Yep. But it, it's a it's a it's a fire that um it, it it'll only affect certain people. Might affect others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... But can you read that passage again? Because um, somebody said it's in the Bible that, oh, I don't know if it's in the Bible or not. Somebody said that it didn't rain from the heavens. The, 
the um, the the earth used to come, the water used to come up like a mist from the ground. Somebody said that. Was that you, Sonia? Who yes, said that? Yes, I did. Yeah. Please. Well, it just said it just then, didn't it? Like a mist from the ground. It said that something about rain. What? What? Okay, can I'll, you read that? I'll read. Sure. For for according to their wish, this fact escapes their notice that there were heavens from of old and an earth standing compactly out of water and in the midst of water by the word of God. Okay, in the midst of water. That 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 okay. that's kinda of difficult, you know, even for me to to understand. It says standing compact, compactly out of water. Can, can you? In, what is that from? Where is? Can you? Um, what's the? What's the chapter? The verse? And okay, Second Peter. Oh, two Peter. All right, I've even done it. Two Peter. Um, chapter three. Chapter three, verses five to seven. I'll ask the I'll ask the pastor about that one. Hmm. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. And I thought verse 8 was kind of interesting since we, you know, we're talking about thousand-year reign here on the earth. Um, verse 8 is kind of interesting too. It says, however, let this one fact not escape your notice, beloved ones, that one day is with Jehovah as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. And so it's. Uh, I just thought that was kind of interesting because um, the Bible says that there will be a thousand year reign. So to God, that's like one day. I thought that was kind of cool. So yeah. it'll be a thousand years to us, but to God, that's one day. I just thought that was kind of a cool point. So it's interesting that he's going to, Judgment Day, see? Judgment Day. Because th- this is what I was going to... Su- it's funny how things are falling into place here. Because my subject for next week... I'll read it. Read to you what... uh find it. What I was going to... Oh, Judgment Day and Afterward. That's what I what I want to study and read for next week. So like I say, it's just kind of kind of funny how things are falling into place here. Just that I would happen to come across this scripture just to let you know, and, and for my own reference also, one day is with God as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. So that kind of, that kind of makes us understand more judgment day is going to be a thousand years to us. That's what it. That's what it sounds like. A thousand years to us. That's that's exactly what it sounds like because it's one day to God. Mm. So anyway, judgment judgment day and afterwards. That'll we'll get into that next week. That'll be so cool and interesting too. So I'll just keep uh, finding interesting scriptures here that. So what we were talking about here was Jesus using Noah's time as an example, saying people will not, you know, be aware. People will not pay attention. 
um, they're just going to ignore the signs. And so even Jesus, you know, um, is basically, you know, telling us here now, now, like we can use these scriptures for us now and, and think, okay, well, they never paid attention back then even. Um, in, in, in Peter here, there's also another scripture that I've got highlighted. And uh, a little further down in Second Peter chapter 3, a little further down in chapter 13, I thought this was nice. It says, but there are a new heavens and a new earth that we are awaiting according to his promise. And in these, righteousness is to dwell. And that's in the same scripture. Or in the, in the same chapter. There, so. Yes, I see what you're saying, Jeannie. Yeah, Satan will blind them any way he can. Yeah, everybody yeah. is so wrapped up in, into the world. And this is why God says... Do not be loving the world or the things in it. Do not be loving the world or the things in it. Which doesn't mean we can't love the birds and the trees and all God's creation and, and man and woman and stuff. But but the whole system is designed to to mislead us away from God. Whether it be money and cars and homes and trips and traveling, the whole system is designed by Satan to distract us. TV is one of the main ones. Pardon me? TV, television. Yeah, and computers. It's one of them. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I'm terrible with computer in the, in the wintertime. In the, the summer, I'm managing to pull away from it. But boy, yeah, computers, computers too. Yeah, so thank you, Jeannie, for that. He's blinding us. See, he's blinding us any way that he can. And and this is this is what happened back in Noah's time. Yeah, they were doing the same thing, marrying me, giving me married, having a good time, and blah blah blah. And all of a sudden, uh, like a thief in the night, God will come. It will happen. You know, it's, it's going to happen. So we have to keep awake. So um, after Armageddon, God's kingdom will be the only government ruling over the earth. Satan and his demons will be gone. And in Revelations chapter 20, verse 1 and 3, that'll clarify that for us. Revelations chapter 20, verse 1 and 3, says, And I saw an angel coming down out of heaven with the key of the abyss, and a great chain in his hand. And he seized the dragon, the original serpent, who is the devil, and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he hurled him into the abyss, and shut it and sealed it over him, that he might not mislead the nations any more until the thousand years were ended. After these things, he must be let loose for a little while. But he is going to be bound for these thousand years. 
where we're going to have the opportunity to get to know God, um, to grow. We will we will gradually grow to perfection. This is this is so cool. I, I think of this every day. Waking up and having less wrinkles. Our teeth. We're going to. We're we're not going to be instantly changed into a perfect being, in into perfection. We're going to grow. We're going to gradually. It's there's. Maybe I'll just quit talking and keep reading, okay? <laughs> because I can actually. But if I continue to keep reading, I can show you the scriptures that will. Um, you'll be able to understand why I'm feeling as excited as I am. So I'll just hush up and, and just keep on going. Okay. Um, okay, so Satan and his demons will be bound for the thousand years. Okay, and that's in Revelations chapter 20, verse 1 and 3. So um, we're just going to look at some scriptures here that talk about the joys and the exciting things that are going to be happening, okay? And probably, you know, I've, 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 I've went over some of them before, but I mean, you can't go over these ones enough. I mean, when you, when you get these these ones into your mind and into your hearts and you get them wrote down and, and, and you start showing other people, you'll be as excited as, as I am because these scriptures you just will never want to forget. You'll want to memorize them. Um, this one here is that all humankind will be at peace, and it's in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 to 7. There has been a child born to us, there has been a son given to us, and the princely rule will come to be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Prince of Peace. To the abundance of princely rule and to peace, there will be no end. Forever. We are created to live here forever in this wonderful world. Um, Another scripture. Thanks for putting them up, Jean Marie. Thank you, sweetheart. Another one, honey, here's Psalms 72, verses 7 and 8. Here's, here's one that might help help us to understand a little bit that we are going to grow, okay? We're just not going to be instantly perfect, Okay? And you'll see as we go along, you'll understand as we go along. But here's here's one that will help you see a little bit. In these days, the righteous ones will sprout. Now, you know how a seed sprouts. They start to grow. And they learn more, like we're doing now. Like we're doing now. We can't reach perfection, you know, in 10 years or 20 years or 30 years. It's going to take time. But in, a, in Psalms here, it says, in these days, or in his days, the righteous ones will sprout, and the abundance of peace until the moon is no more, and he will have subjects from sea to sea, from the river to the ends of the earth. Okay? So the righteous ones will sprout, and the peace will be 
rivers. So the earth is going to be filled with righteous people sprouting all over the place, <laughs> so to speak. Um, no more war. Okay, in Psalms chapter 46, verse 8 and 9. Psalms chapter 46, verse 8 and 9. Come, you people, behold the activities of Jehovah, how he has set astonishing events on the earth. He is making wars to cease to the extremity of the earth. He's making wars to cease. Absolutely. No chance of war. Fine homes and enjoyable work for everyone. In Isaiah... 
made up of the blessed ones of Jehovah and their descendants with them. And it will actually occur that they will call out, and I I myself shall answer while they are yet speaking. I myself shall hear. And in 25, it talks about the wolf and the lamb residing together and feeding as one. The lion will eat straw, just like the bull. And as for the serpent, his food will be the dust. They will do no harm, nor cause any ruin in all my holy mountain, Jehovah said. Isn't that beautiful? You know, to, you know, just, just thrills me. Crime and violence will be gone in Psalms 37, 9 and 10. Psalms chapter 37, verses 9 and 10. It says, For evildoers themselves will be cut off, and just a little while longer, and the wicked one will be no more. And you will certainly give attention to his place, and he will not be. Remember, we were talking earlier, Janine, about that. You know, we're we're going to be like, okay, uh, it's going to take us time to to, to get used to this. Be like Noah getting off of the ark and stepping into a new world. You know, we're not going to be transformed into something, you know, different. He created us as men and women, and and we're step by step by step. You know, um, so it says that, you know... We'll certainly give attention to the, the wicked, but they're not going to be there, you know. Or you're going to kind of—it's going to take us a while <laughs> to uh, to adjust. It's so exciting. Um, in Proverbs chapter two. Okay, sorry, Jeannie. The blessed ones. So amazing to know that. We have this to look forward to. Sorry you didn't catch that one. The next one, honey, that I was saying here in Proverbs. Okay, Proverbs chapter 2, verse 22. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 22. Okay. Thanks, Jeannie. As regards the wicked, they will be cut off from the very earth, and as for the treacherous, they will be torn away from it. So, yeah, we've read a lot of scriptures about, you know, so we know God's going to, you know, destroy the wicked. You know, us few that are on the talk show tonight. So, um, you know, I think we've covered enough scriptures there that, you know, when someone else comes into the call, you know, or, you know, if someone listens to the call at another time, you know, there'll, there'll be enough scriptures to know that God is definitely going to destroy the wicked. So I'll just um, look at a, a couple more scriptures here that um, are, are positive, and then I'd like to read a little bit more. Um, in Psalms 37, Psalms 37, I love that one. Psalms 37 is a nice one to read. I love reading Psalms. If you ever just want to sit down and read the Bible and, and uh, you know, uh, just get uplifted 
and and you, you you don't feel that you can get into anything heavy duty, you know, stories and and things like that, or the seriousness or the meat of the word. Just reading Psalms and Proverbs is just uh, sayings and you know li- little little bits and pieces of things that that will build just slowly and gently and 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 pick you up without being too serious. You know what I mean? Psalms and Proverbs are 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 super that way, you know. There's so many, so many scriptures there that if you just want to open the book and get uplifted, the, those are a couple of nice ones I like. But Psalms 37 here's the righteous ones. Psalms 37 verse 29. Psalms 37 verse 29. The righteous themselves will possess the earth, and they will reside forever upon it. Um, in Isaiah, thanks, Jeannie. In Isaiah chapter 25, verse 6, Isaiah chapter 25, verse 6, it talks about uh, plenty of food, lots of food. Jehovah of armies will certainly make for all the people a banquet of well-oiled dishes and a banquet of wine kept on the dredge of well-oiled dishes filled with marrow. And in Psalms chapter 72, Psalms chapter 72, Verse 16, and uh, also here, also, please, Jeannie, Psalms 67, since we're in Psalms, Psalms 67, chapter 67, verse 6, I'm going to look them two up. Because I know there's, it's not all quoted here. Parts of it. But there's lots here. So I'm going to Psalms 72. Verse 16. It says, There will come to be plenty of grain on the earth, on the top of the mountains, there will be an overflow. Sometimes I just get looking into the Bible and I can't help but drifting. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go into uh, chapter 67. Back to check. Okay, there'll be an overflow. Okay, an overflow. On the top of the mountains, there will be an overflow. So, uh, an abundance of food. There's a lot of scriptures that talk about the amount of food that we're going to have. You know, we're going to be able to eat freely. You know, go grab an apple off a tree or a banana or whatever. It's just makes sense, doesn't it? Psalm 67. Six. 
The earth itself will certainly give its produce. God, our God, will bless us. God will bless us, and all the ends of the earth will fear him. That's a healthy fear. Okay? Fear love. Okay, don't take that word fear as fear him. Just like you would your own parents. When you fear your parents, you love them with all your heart. Okay? And like I said in verse 6 here, it says, The earth itself will certainly give its produce. God, our God, will bless us. Okay, isn't that nice? I'm just going to take a second here and read what you ladies are putting up. Any sickness is from the devil. Jesus gives life, health, healing. Spirit of soul, body, see. Show who will care for his people out of love and the life of government we have now. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Jeannie and Janine. Sickness is from the devil. Jesus gives life, health, healing. Spirit of soul, body. Yeah, for some reason, um, Janine, again, you know, at, at the end of uh, your your chat here, all I get is the word see. I've got sickness is from the devil. Jesus gives life, health, healing, spirit, soul, body, and then you've got dot, 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 see. There's something wrong with my uh, my board, um, and there has been forever. Uh, I can't seem to get the complete chat. I was saying I look forward to not being sick. Yeah. Yeah, I was just saying, Jeannie, you can see, like, when you look at the chat, the only word that I, the last word that I can see that Janine has chatted. Oh, okay, thank you, Janine. See, watch Curry Blake. Okay, I see. Okay, thanks, Janine. I couldn't read the rest of it there. Sorry. Hon. Okay. Um. see what else we've got here to cover that you might find interesting. Um, yeah, the youth is, it, look, remember back in Genesis, uh, in Genesis um, chapter 2, verse 8, in the beginning, or just remember, you know, from what you've heard, you know, in the beginning, God created the earth to be a paradise, okay, and, and it, it will happen. God can adjust to any, make any changes that has to be done, and and He will. Okay, so there's a just some scriptures here that I'm looking at, like back in Genesis chapter two and verse eight, that talks about the Garden of Eden, that God made the Garden of Eden, and um, His purpose will be fulfilled. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to see if there's... Uh, I'm just looking through my material here to to see if I can find some different material that I haven't already covered, either through reading or um, chatting. Give me one second, would you please, friends? 
Yeah, I'm just going to read something here, just uh, some points that I've got highlighted. First of all, those who survive Armageddon will have the work of cleaning up the earth and clearing away the ruins of this old system. Okay, of course, with God's blessings. And they will have the privilege under the direction of the kingdom rule of cultivating the earth and making it the beautiful place in which to live. And what a happy work that will be. You know, God will bless everything that is done. He will provide the right type of climate to grow crops, to raise livestock, and he will see to it that we are protected from disease and harm. This promise of the loving creator as given throughout the Bible psalmist will be fulfilled. And this is in Psalms. You don't have to type this in if you don't want to, Jeannie, but you can, honey. Psalms chapter 145, verse 16. Psalms 145, verse 16. says, You are opening your hand and satisfying the desire of every living thing. All the proper desires of God-fearing persons will be completely satisfied. We cannot even imagine how wonderful life will be in paradise on earth. Telling about God's arrangements for blessing his people, the Apostle Peter wrote, and this is in Second Peter 3, 13. I believe I've already read this one, but I'll read it again. There are new heavens and a new earth that we are awaiting according to God's promise, and in these righteousness is to dwell. Okay, talking about the... Um the new heavens and the new earth. Here's some interesting information. God does not lie. Thank you, Janine. How could we ever even think that he would, eh? Yeah, I love that. that was the first scripture. First Titus 1 and 2. The first scripture I ever seen in the Bible. And that really made me stop and think. It is impossible for God to lie. Oh, wow. <laughs> so if it's impossible for God to lie, then the Bible's got to be true. That's what got me started. Thank you, Janine. The scriptures are inspired by God, yeah. Yeah, so anyone that uh, wants to argue about the Bible, I think, oh boy, they're putting themselves in an awful position because they're basically... Uh, I don't even want to say it. <laughs> anyway, I've got uh, some other information here. What time are we? 8.40, so we're not too bad yet, eh? Uh, what are these new heavens? Remember, this? we've read a lot of the scriptures that says there will be a new heavens and a new earth. And, uh, you know, we all have different opinions, and we've all had different ideas and when they... You know, when I, when I was learning about the new earth, I thought, well, this one's going to be destroyed and there's going to be a new one. 
But anyway, here's some new information, or, you know, new topics for this evening. What are the new heavens? They are not a new physical heavens. God made our physical heavens perfect, and they bring him glory. The new heavens refer to a rulership over the earth. The heavens now are made up of man-made governments. At Armageddon, God's war, these will pass away. The new heavens will replace them. The new heavens that will replace them will be God's heavenly government. Its king will be Jesus Christ, but ruling with him as part of the new heavens will be the 144,000 faithful followers. Okay. So I'm just going to pick a couple of scriptures here. Um, How about... Revelations chapter 5, verse 9. Read what that says, Revelations. See, what I do, I look up the scriptures and then I scribble in um, a, a few little words and then I sit and think, okay, which is the best scripture for, you know, our, our conversation? So this is why I'm kind of hesitating. I'm thinking, okay, uh, which one do I pick? Because I, I want to get the most appropriate one. And, you know, not that I always do. But anyway, Revelations chapter 5, verse 9 and 10. Let's see that. That talks about ruling over the earth. Revelations chapter 5. Heavenly government ruling over the earth, okay? Um... Chapter or verse nine, and they sing a new song, saying, "You are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals, because you were slaughtered, and with your blood, you bought persons for God, out of every tribe, and tongue, and people, and nation." And you made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God. And they are to rule as kings over the earth. Okay. I'm going to read that again because I think that's a really, really important one. So if somebody says to you, well, everybody's going to heaven. And um, well, and you know, like, what are we going to be doing there? You know, that's what I've said to people. Do you do you know what we're going to be doing in heaven? And they say, well, no, we're just going to be happy being with God. But here's this is an excellent scripture that shows, you know, that in in verse ten it says, and you made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God, and they will rule as kings. Where? Over the earth. Showing that there are going to be subjects on the earth. It's a heavenly government. 
our new government is going to be from God, from Jesus, with the 144,000 ruling as kings and priests, ruling with Christ. And these kings and priests from the earth, the 144,000, are, 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 are going to be our, our best government because they've lived this life. You know, they've been here, just like Jesus. Jesus was here and cried for us and healed us and, 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 and was among us and knows exactly how we feel. So is God. But, I mean, what a loving God to set up a kingdom and a government from, with, with men and women from the earth. Not the angels. He could have used the angels as a government to train us and teach us and, and have a wonderful life here on the earth. But, but he's using the, the men and women from the earth to, to help us enjoy life and, and grow and learn and, and uh, learn about the earth and learn about God. And, and uh, like, what an arrangement, eh? What an, yeah, the only way to go, Janine, eh? What a heavenly government made, made up of men and women from the earth. Like, how perfect, how perfect is that? <laughs> Couldn't get any better. Yeah, that's a wonderful scripture. I love it. Um, okay, here's uh, just also in Revelations. Revelations, so we just have to skip over a few pages. Revelations 14. Just verifying. This is just verifying. Repetition kind of thing. Revelations 14, verse 1 and 3. It says, And I saw and looked the Lamb standing upon Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his name and the name of his Father written on their foreheads. And down in verse 3, it says, And they were singing as if a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders. And no one was able to master that song but the 144,000 who have been bought from the earth. This 144,000 have been bought by Jesus because Jesus sacrificed his life for us, so Jesus paid for us. So they were bought by Jesus, the 144,000 that are going to rule as kings and priests with with Christ in heaven as our, our heavenly government. What are the four living creatures? What are the... Okay, I'm not... I don't know, Janine. I'm sure I don't know. Let me take a look again, but I'm sure I don't know. And they are singing as if a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders and no okay. I'm gonna write that in my book, Janine. And uh let's see what we can find out. Okay. Because that'll be interesting. 
Everything's interesting. It's all a growing experience. I'm going to put in my book. We can all research that and then come back with some conclusions. Revelations, chapter 14. Verse 3. Okay. Thanks, Janine. For the homework. My daughter has a, a book on Revelation, and I have one, but a friend's got it, and um, I'd love to get it back. Revelations is so deep, eh? Like, it's so symbolic. Like, the Bible isn't meant just for anybody and everybody to pick it up and read it. That's for sure. (laughs) God gives us our food at the proper time. He'll only allow certain ones to know it. And, uh, you know, like I said, uh, I was talking with Janine, and and I was telling my daughter, Jeannie, uh, a couple of days ago, I I phoned my daughter, or she phoned me up, and I said, you know what? I said, I found something out today, and I said, I've been wondering this for years. And I said, finally, it clicks. I said, years. (laughs) And the scripture finally come up, and it was just so simple. And I thought, but, you know, I I was raking my mind and raking my mind, and and, um, all these years I was wondering what it was. Do you know what it was, Jeannie? Jeannie, my daughter, do you remember what it was? But I told you, I said, I found the answer. I found the answer, and I've been thinking of this for years and wondering, what is the Antichrist? What is the Antichrist? Anti, yeah, the anti, A-N-T-I, Antichrist. Now, I'm not sure if I could find the scripture right now. Yeah, yeah, anyway, I don't want to get off topic. But anyway, the Antichrist basically, in one simple sentence, is anyone who denies Christ, Jesus Christ. Anyone who denies God, the Father, or Jesus Christ, that's the Antichrist. And here I was thinking, oh, it's going to be, you know, some big powerful, you know, some big, you know, whatever, I don't know. But uh, anyway, that. That just so it's funny, you know, and like Janine, thank you for asking these questions because there's so much to learn, and I don't know what these these revelations is so deep, but um, I'm going to do some study, and I've got some things in revelations that I study and and things like that, and and I have aids that I use to study and and um, and prayer, so we will do that. But anyway, okay, I'll. Uh, yeah, that's okay, Jeannie. Antichrist, yeah. So anyway, I um, will really want to make sure I get through this material because um, this is so exciting. And we, I started tried to get into it last week and didn't get through it because I babble on too much. <laughs> and I just, you know, I get so excited and, and I get rambling on. So anyway, okay, the 144,000 are going to rule in heaven with Jesus as kings and priests, and uh, they're going to be our heavenly government. And however God's going to do it, you know, and however they're going to do it, 
It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be wonderful. Um, we're going to be at peace here on the earth. Once Armageddon hits God's war, it's over, and hey, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be great. So we all have to, to strive to work hard, to study the Bible, encourage each other, and and uh, just do everything that we can to pray, 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 and, and come close to God. And, and uh, let's 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 get there, eh? Um, let me see. Okay. So here we go. Okay, now we've talked about this. That's what the new heavens is. Okay, when the Bible says the new heavens and the new earth. Okay, in my opinion, from my studies. Okay. Now the new earth. So what then is the new earth? Is it not a new planet? Okay, I've just seen somebody type here, so I got to stop for a second, because it says, "Read the word of God to every creature, and yet He will be, become new creatures." Because it says, "Read the word of God to every creature." I'm just reading what Janine Janine typed in here. Read the word of God to every creature, and we will become new creatures. Yeah, for sure, we will. Yeah, we have we have to share this just like it's 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 life giving water. Yeah, we have to. Okay, so um what then is the new earth, okay? Um, the Bible does say and um this is a nice scripture that the uh, obviously that the earth is not going to, it's not the earth is not gonna be destroyed, okay. Um, that this earth will remain forever, okay? In Psalms chapter 104, Psalms chapter 104, verse 5. This earth is is not going to be, there's no reason for God to destroy this earth, you know? So, the new earth does not mean a new planet. I'm just going to look up Psalms. Seems to be taking me over to get there. Psalms chapter 104. My eyes are getting tired of having a hard time finding things. Verse 5. Okay. Excuse me. He has founded the earth upon its established places. It will not be made to totter to time indefinite or forever. Okay. It will not be made to totter okay. to time indefinite or forever. He has founded the earth upon its established places. So, you know, this teetering and tottering and, and the way things are going right now, he's allowing it for specific reasons. And, um, you know, that there's many scriptures, other scriptures too, that say that the earth will re- reside forever and mankind will reside forever upon it. Okay. So the new earth refers to the new group or society of people. This will be the new the, the new earth. Okay, the new system, quote, 
you know, that's, I, I love calling it the new system. And the Bible talks about it as a new system also. You'll see somewhere down the line when you're studying that the Bible talks about this system of things, you know, like the the one that we're living in right now, system of things. Um, the Bible often uses the word earth in such a way too. Uh, for example, it says all the earth continued to be of one language. In Genesis 11 and 1, it said all the earth continued to be of one language. But it was the people he was talking about in Genesis 11 and 1. And then the earth that will be destroyed are the people that make themselves part of this wicked system. Okay? The new earth that replaces them will will be made of true servants of God and who have separated themselves from this wicked system. Uh, Here's a, a couple of nice scriptures, I think, that are are really powerful too that I I think we should uh, take a look at. Uh, John chapter 17, verse 14. John chapter 17, verse 14. Yeah, this was Jesus talking, and um, he was praying to God. Actually, I remember the scripture. He was he was praying to his Father. I'm just taking a minute here to to back up. Yeah, this is nice. Okay, Jesus is saying to his Father, but now I am coming to you. And I'm speaking these things in the world in order that they may have my joy in themselves to the full. Okay? My point is he's speaking these things in the world. Okay? Okay? I have given your word to them, Jesus said, but the world has hated them because they are no part of the world just as I am no part of the world. I request you not to take them out of the world, but to watch over them because of the wicked one. They are no part of the world, just as I am no part of the world. So the, the main point I was trying to pull out there was how Jesus and God used the world, uh, used the earth, um, you know, the earth is passing away, the world is passing away, and so is his desires, but he that does the will of God will remain forever. So, you know, if you're talking with people, you know, you can tell them, no, the earth is not going anywhere. The Bible doesn't mean that there's going to be a new heavens and a new earth. It's uh, kind of, uh, you know, like symbolic figure of speech when God says the the earth was of one language. It wasn't the earth that was of one language, it was the people. So anyway, and it says, you know, Jesus was saying here, um, please don't take them out of the world. They are no part of the world like I am no part of the world, but we are here, right? You know, we're here, but we're not, you know, we don't want to be a part of the world. You know, we've got to stay away from a lot of things that are happening in the world. 
you know, like all these protests and these government things and voting for government and all these these things are happening in the world. You know, we we really got to pull away from these things and draw close to God. You know, just draw close to God. We're in the world, but not of the world. Yeah, thanks, Janine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, just talking about the figure of speech. Yeah, as the new world, the new earth, the new heavens. Um, those those are examples that uh, you know we can relate to. First uh, John two and seventeen says, "Yeah, says the world is passing away, and so is its desires." Okay, so right now, people of all races and nationalities who make up will make up um, part of the new earth, and they'll be gathered together in a Christian congregation. The unity and peace that exists among them is only a small preview of what will be made will be made living on earth in paradise after Armageddon such pleasure. Okay, this is only a portion of, you know, Jesus was a, a small example of, of the peace, you know, of what the whole world's going to be like. Truly God's kingdom will bring to pass what no human government could hope to ever do. And um, there's a few scriptures here that talk about uh, some of the other things that we can look forward to in the new system. And um, I'll just read the script there quote the scriptures here and then read them. Um, Acts chapter 10, verse 34 and 35. Acts chapter 10, verse 34 and 35. says, God is not partial, but in every nation the man that fears him and works righteousness is acceptable to him. And in Revelations chapter 7, verse 9, it says, Look, a great crowd, which no man was able to number, out of all the nations and tribes and peoples and tongues, they will, they will hunger nor thirst any more. So it'll be all races, all nations, a whole worldwide um, love, you know. No prejudice. God made different types of flowers, different types of birds, different types of animals, different colored animals, different colored birds, different co- you know, and He made different colored people. Hey. And they're beautiful. We've got different uh, different styles of music, different arts, and so many different talents to explore with each other. You know, it's it's there's going to be a never ending of of things to do, and and uh, just thinking about it, we're all beautiful. Every single person, every single man, woman. And we have we and 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 this is not easy sometimes, you know. We have we we have a lot of things to unlearn. This is going to take us time. Like I said, this is why Jehovah's given us a thousand years 
it's going to take us time to change. It's like us trying to change right now. I don't know about everybody else on, on, on chat, but, you know, what your problems have been in your life, but we're always going to have things to change right now while we're in this system because we're constantly bombarded with wickedness and we live in a sinful body. So it's going to take us time to make all these changes, and but we're not going to have the pressures. It's, it's going to be wonderful. God promises, you know, that... Uh, as long as we just keep hanging in and um, keep going here, Sonia. Peace between the animals. Um, you know, uh, we've uh, read quite a bit there. I've already read about Isaiah, in Isaiah, about the wolf and the lambs. Um, let me see. We haven't read this one for a while. Isaiah 35, verse 5 and 6. Thank you, Janine. Yeah, I'm trying to watch the chat board here too, ladies, but you guys go right ahead and chat all of you. I'm sorry if I'm not because I'm trying to read, but I'm trying to follow you a bit. Okay, Isaiah 35, 5 and 6. It says, at that time, the eyes of the blind ones will be open, and the very ears of the deaf ones will be unstopped. At that time, the lame ones will climb up, just as the stag does, and the tongue of the speechless one will cry out in gladness. And in Revelations 21... Revelations chapter 21, verse 3 and 4. It says, And God himself will be with them, and he will wipe out every tear from their eyes, and death will be no more. Neither will mourning, nor outcry, nor pain be any more. The former things have passed away. every tear from their eyes. Except the tears of joy. Because the next one that I'm going to read here is what's going to bring tears of joy. John, chapter 5, verse 28 and 29. John, chapter 5. Verse 28 and 29, these are going to be tears. <laughs> Look at Janine, what, what, what? <laughs> John chapter 5, verse 28 and 29. The hour is coming in which all those in the memorial tombs will hear his voice and come out. Okay? The resurrections. Resurrections. The opportunity to see our loved ones. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting, eh? <coughs> Excuse me.
Okay, sorry, ladies, I didn't get lost here. I'm just, ladies and gents, sorry. Sorry, Matthew, it's just the ladies are the ones that are doing all the beep, 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 or all the chit-chatting. Oh, I'm sorry. You couldn't hear me properly. Sorry, Janine. I'll speak more clear into the phone, honey. Okay, I'm just just kind of skimming over uh, my material here to see um, what I haven't already talked about. Um... Sorry. Okay, I'm just looking at some some information here, if you can bear with me. Or unless you've got some questions or something. Like, I could read on and on and on. A lot of it's very repetitious, and it, it's all wonderful and great and good news, but a lot of it I've already said, you know, just talking myself and rambling on, so I'm not going to read the same thing that I've been saying. Prejudice is to cease, you know, um, you know, the you know, the animals will be at peace. Won't that be beautiful? Just, you know, walking down the woods, going through the woods, imagine, and walking beside a lion and petting them and watching the monkeys and maybe a monkey will jump down in, in front of you and you can pick them up and hold them. You know, we can't imagine how beautiful it's going to be. Uh, just just try to imagine, you know. These are little things that I've been um, studying and reading here and, and just, you know, about the after Armageddon, the Paradise Earth. Uh, the, these are some of the things that I, I'm looking at here that I'm just putting into my mind and then just rambling on, you know. Yeah, watching a bear, playing with their cubs, yeah. You know, you... You just made me think there, Janine, how watching nature, we learn God's personality. Like he's got a sense of humor, (laughs) you know, when you think about it. Because like you said, when you watch these baby animals and even even our little children playing and, and tumbling over each other and flipping backwards and falling over, but the thing is, we're not going to have pain. You know, we can fall down or stub our toe, but there's not going to be pain. We're not going to be doing any stupid things, you know, like jumping out of planes to, you know, but to to watch little baby cubs and, and animals play and and the funny things that they do and somersaults and things like that, that shows God's love and sense of humor too, you know, and which makes us laugh you know, to see these things. So, uh, yeah, when you when you said that about the, the little cubs playing, that just come to my mind about God's sense of humor. Yeah, who, <laughs> maybe we could fly without a parachute. Yeah, who knows what he's got in store for us. Well, see, when the thousand years are ended, you see, once the thousand years are ended, and we have, we, our names are written in the book of life, is what the Bible says. Okay. New scrolls will be opened. Like a new Bible. 
What if we could fly like the eagle? <laughs> oh, I don't know. We'll see what happens, eh? <laughs> that would be so cool. Well, you know, Janine, hey, I can't see anything. See, we can sit here and imagine things that we we want to do. I know some things I want to do. You know, it, I wonder whether we might be able to, uh, w- what's wrong with hot air balloons? Right? There won't be any pollution. Whatever way we're doing it, it's going to happen. You know, there's not going to be. So we can sit here and think, I know I'd like to travel. You know, of course, it'll be by horse or, you know, maybe by dolphin or by whale. You know, just start imagining, you know, what we can do in this new system. And, boy, some of the things that come to your mind are so much fun. Like, that's that's all it's going to be is fun. It's joyful, and you know, if we want to create a home where we want to stay, I know I just want to travel. Like I said, whether it be horse, or I like horse, I like riding horse, and uh, you know, if we want to go across the seas, you know, maybe we can eventually swim across them. Who knows? We are going to get stronger. The Bible does say that we will run and not tire out. And, you know, here we underestimate ourselves. We should be able to swim across the seas. Why not? We can swim all over the place. We can run all over the place. We can walk. We can take horse. We can whatever. Yeah, and the smells. Janine's just saying here they have the most wonderful smell. Oh, what does? (laughs) Oh, horses. Yeah, I love horses. I don't know if they have the most wonderful smell. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, just imagine yourself there. You know, let's, let's try to always keep imagining ourselves there and, and the things that we can do. We could do anything we want. Yeah, animals are very earthly. Yes, they are. They do. They smell like the earth. You're right. I never thought of that, Janine. So I can't think. You have got the the gist to think. I can't think if there's any anything else that I can. I'm trying to think if there's anything here new. But just keep imagining there and, and thinking about seeing yourself in the new system. You know, with your children, your family, your loved ones playing guitar, whatever you like to do. Um, Because I'm just skimming through my my book here, seeing if there's anything that I think that's really, that I haven't already covered. Okay, you have a question, Janine? Okay. Excuse me. You want to come on, Janine? Can you talk to me? Why does the Bible refer to both Jesus and Satan as the morning star? Hmm, I don't know. Do you have any scriptures, Janine? Can you get me any, like, well, I guess you could, you could by 
I keep forgetting. You know what I do? I never, I never go to the computer. I always just use the Bible. I'm so old school. I never go to the computer. I use the Bible. And I don't know. I, I think using my Bible for me is good because for me, I need. Acts. I work Acts my book. Seventeen eleven. Oh, just one second, Janine. Sorry, and I'll and I'll write that okay. down. Um, Isaiah. Fourteen twelve. Isaiah. Fourteen twelve. How you have fallen from heaven, O shining star, son of the morning. Hmm. Is that the only scripture? Um, no, it's just Acts seventeen eleven. The bright morning star goes to the misnomer of. Oh, okay. It says it's incorrect. Um. The Satan or the devil, taking from the King James version of Isaiah fourteen twelve. Yeah, fourteen twelve. And what was it you were saying about Acts? Hang on, uh, I'm googling it. So. Oh, okay. Sorry. Acts. Oh gosh, it's given me a hole. Oh, what, 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 what do you think, Janine? What do you, what do you well, think? well, I just, I just actually, I, I was listening to Dr. Lester Semerol, and Dr. Lester Semerol um, mentioned that, you know, um, Satan was the morning star, and then in another one, he also referred to as Jesus being the morning star. And I thought, oh, hang on a minute. They can't both be the morning star. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm trying to find that answer. <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't know what to say either because I have heard about the morning star, but I don't know uh, any scriptures. I can't relate to any scriptures myself about the Morning Star because I I don't remember ever reading one about I've heard of it. I've heard of it somewhere. It sounds familiar. But um so I, I can't answer you there either. But I mean it's an interesting point. It's something interesting to to look up, right? Yeah. In Isaiah fourteen twelve it says, How you have fallen from heaven, O star of the morning, son of the dawn, you have been cut down to earth. You have weakened the nations. But you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will rise my throne above the stars of God and I will sit on the mount of assembly in the recesses of the north. Yeah, well, that, that uh, to me, it sounds like that's Satan. He's thrown down to the earth, right? Yeah, well, it sounds like Satan. And now... Um, well, it, to me, it sounds yeah very obvious that it is, and because because he he tried to put himself up above God, right? That's what he did. He tried to make himself, you know, above God, and he was thrown down to the earth. So, but I don't know that that's an interesting. And um and then in Revelation twenty two sixteen. It says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify you these things for the churches. 
I am the root of the descendant of David, the bright morning star. So it could be, it could be that, you know what it could be? Um, it could be that Lucifer thinks he is the star, where he's just a star that has been thrown down to earth. But Jesus is the star, the star of hope, the star of life. Yeah, that's, I see your point. That's a good point, Janine, too, because the, the Bible also you know, talks about G- Satan being a god, right? Yeah. See, and this is this is this is a subtle the subtle deception. It's very very subtle, isn't it? Yeah, we have to really, like the Bible says, we have to meditate and make sure these things are so. It says yeah. to, to search the scriptures, to to search the scriptures and make sure these things are so that we're learning. Because we can be even deceived by the Bible because we're being misled. Look at the false religions. Yeah. So, yeah, we do have to study that. That's a, that's a good point, and that's a good reason why we have to study. Because to we know, like you say, and it makes total sense that Jesus and Christ can't be the morning star. Jesus and Christ, Jesus, or Satan and God are not God Almighty. Yeah. But yet... Well, well, yeah, I, I said that to a, a, a man come up to church last night, you know, and he said, oh, hi, my name's Sam. I, you know, who are you? I've been away for four weeks. And I said, look, I, I just came to this church because God guided me here. Or, you know, I'd just say, oh, the Holy Spirit guided me to come here. And um, we were talking and I said, well, I, I, there's one question on my mind. I'd like to know why um, both Satan and Jesus are referred to as the morning star. And he said, I have never heard of it. And he said, maybe perhaps we can study that together. Well, I'm, you know, so I'm getting as much information as I can so I can understand it and then meditate on it and pray about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked me. That's got me curious. (laughs) That'll that'll give me, you know, this is how we're growing. You know, learning these new things. And see, like it says in the Bible that we, we will learn the milk like a baby. And then uh, and there's scriptures in there that talks about the milk of the word and it talks about the meat. And you cannot eat the meat until you drink the milk. Right? So yeah. and this, is, this is how we're going to grow. Um, it's like this thousand-year reign. Uh, we're going to keep learning and keep learning and keep learning about God. And... You know, and they also both refer to both of them, both Jesus and Satan, as a lion as well. Like um, Jesus is the lion from the tribe of Judah, the root of David. Um, And Satan is the lion who is like a lion. He never sleeps. He's on the prowl to devour um, people's souls and, and things like that. So... It's very similar, isn't it? But yeah. there is a difference between them. Yeah, yeah. Yet they're called the same thing. That's interesting. Very I think it just one works out of love and the other one works out of pride and hate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very interesting. I'm just going to read what uh, what's on the chat board here. Take a look. So, 
Maybe Satan used it to mislead you, right, Jeannie? Mm-hmm, yeah. They have different meanings. God will show you. And Jeannie's saying, just keep praying and asking for understanding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they would definitely have different meanings, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Good points. Thank you. Good points for us all to watch out for, you know. This is why working together, we can all kind of be on guard because we can, you know, protect each other and and help each other to grow and learn. And it reminds me of a scripture in the Bible that says, Do not forsake the gathering together of yourselves, as some have the custom of doing, to gather yourselves together to incite love and fine works, and, of course, knowledge. You know, I'm using that word knowledge. I can't remember where that scripture is right now offhand, but I remember that one. Do not forsake the gathering together of yourselves as some have the custom of doing. Was James going to find it? Um, Hebrews 10.25. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're a dream. You're a dream. That typewriter. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. Or even 24, and let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembly together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all all the more as you see the day dawning near. Yep, get tighter and tighter. We have to keep getting tighter and tighter and and stick together, yeah, as the day draws nearer because Satan is going to be uh, getting more vicious in the world and and we'll be able to see that. We can see that. Oh, he has up the ante starting from two weeks ago. There was a, you could feel it. I can feel it around here. Yeah. So many people getting sick and dogs fighting and just, yeah, a wicked wind came forth. <laughs> yeah. Jeannie's got some good points here, too. That is why it's so important to have proper translations of the Bible, because one word can. I remember Matthew asked me, you know, does it matter what Bible you read? And I thought, I, I said to him, as long as you get a Bible, you know, and start reading a Bible. But, you know, maybe that was my, you know, it was wrong for me to, to, to put it that way. Because I've read many, many Bibles that, that uh, like you say, Jeannie, can change the meaning. You know, like I use the example of God's name, you know, for example. Um, there's scriptures that will say the Lord said to the Lord. And you don't know who's talking to who. And yet, um, you'll read other Bibles that would say that Jesus said to his father, or Jesus said to Jehovah. Then you don't know if it's a Lord that's a king talking to you know Jesus, or whether Jesus talking is talking to a king. So it is it is important to to search your 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 translations, um, study your Bibles too. Um, you know, like I say, I I use the King James version only for uh, reference for the sake of showing other people that what I'm reading from I read Jehovah's Witnesses Bible because it has Jehovah's name in it. 
over approximately 7,000 times, I think. So that's why I use Jehovah's Witness Bible, because I think they're the only Bible in the world that actually uses Jehovah's name um, commonly, like like naturally. So that's that's the translation I use. And uh, I, I do use other ones for references, but I, I have found that uh, it, it can be confusing. Yeah. Anyway. And Janine's staying here, and one Latin word can mean a whole sentence in English. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. With many different meanings. Well, similar, sort of, you know, um, joy, you know, and joy could, you know, it could say compassion, and some Bibles might say love, and some people might say joy, and some people might say peace. Uh, you know, where in truth it means all of those things. Yeah. Which is what I'm saying. You know, that, uh, so instead of them saying with joy, love, and peace in your heart, they'll say with love in your heart when they should be adding all those others. And so you know, and they'll go, oh, we'll just put, we'll just throw compassion in there because it means all of these. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Thank you for those ideas. Um, I've just about covered most of my material, I think, and I'm so happy because after Armageddon, a paradise earth, we've covered what the new heavens and the new earth means. We know it's not literally, he's not going to destroy the heavens and make a new heavens. He's not going to destroy the earth and make a new earth. He's using that symbolically as the creations of, of, you know, the systems. It's a new system of things, you know, new government, um, the the thousand-year reign on the earth. And and, um, I don't know whether Matthew was here when I mentioned... um, Following this this subject, what I thought would be really interesting would be um, Judgment Day. I mentioned that to you, Janine, and I know Janine and I have talked about it. But um, Judgment Day and afterward um, is is going to be really interesting too. Remember, we read a scripture that one day to God is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like one day. So, in Judgment Day, like in the Bible, it doesn't say Judgment Time or whatever. It does say Judgment Day. But uh, it's, there's an interesting whole subject on, on what Judgment Day means. And I'm going to be quiet and not get into it because I want to really study the scriptures really, really well before I even start babbling on about it. <laughs> um. Anyway, here's... Here's uh, the, there was something here that just just popped in front of me that I for some reason got stopped here. I don't know whether I should read it or not. No, it's it's about the resurrections. 
I have to go back, you know, I have to honestly, I have to go back into my my talk show list and think, okay, um, you know, what subjects have I covered? Because I'm beginning to forget. <laughs> you know, I'm beginning to forget. There's so many interesting subjects. I'm just now looking at one, resurrection for whom and where. Who's going to be resurrected and where? You know, like we do know 144,000 are going to be resurrected to heaven. But, um, yeah, there's just so many interesting subjects. Now, Janine, today we talked one time also about the Trinity, didn't we? And we were going to have a conversation on the Trinity, weren't we? And, and I, I kind of forgot about that until the last couple of days. I thought I, thought I remember Janine and I talking about the Trinity. And Matthew, um, with the Trinity, I, I don't know how much you know uh, about the Bible, but the Trinity means um, a lot of... Uh, People are teaching and being taught that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one being, and that's that's quite a very familiar teaching. But um, anyway, I, I just apologize, Janine, because I think I remember we were going to talk about that, and that was yeah, the subject. I think uh, Pastor Barry in his church, that's what he believes. They believed all three or one. Um, yeah, yeah, but you know, I say, well, it it does say in the Bible, you know, the Father and I are one. But to me, you know, when you get out of the way, you become one with Jesus. You know, so you die to yourself and let Jesus and and God take over your heart to do more of His will because you want to please Him. Um, and it also says in the Bible that Jesus said, I go up and I will sit at the right hand of my father. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and I was led to understand that God is God. Um, This is how I see it. God is God. Jesus is his son, which is God's word, which he made flesh. Um. And that the Holy Spirit is is the Spirit that speaks to us. It's like the conduit that connects us with God. Yeah, the, in, in, there's a scripture in the Bible that says the Holy Spirit is God's active force, like His power. Oh, okay. Act, oh, act, yeah. Maybe you, if you want to look that up sometime, active force. It's His mm-hmm. power. It's it's his it's his power like his muscle. Holy Spirit is active. So the Holy Spirit actually okay. it belongs only to God. We have yes. to, we have to mm-hmm. ask for it. Even Jesus, even Jesus doesn't have any Holy Spirit unless God gives it to him, and which mm-hmm. obviously Jesus does have God's Holy Spirit. But it is God's and God's alone. Uh, yeah, like I say, that that's a whole new subject itself too. Because now, remember when Jesus was dying, when he was dying on the stake, yeah. and and he actually, Jesus, the scriptures in the Bible that says even Jesus was tested. It's the scriptures in the Bible that says, um, oh, let me think here. Okay, the Bible's use of the Holy Spirit indicates 
that it is a control force that Jehovah God uses to accomplish a variety of his purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, in Genesis 1, 2, the Bible states that God's active force, um, um, and it's got in brackets, spirit, and in Hebrew it's called ruach, or, which is R-U apostrophe A-C-H. So I don't know how you would pronounce that properly, was moving to and fro over the surface of the waters. Here God's spirit was his active force working to shape the earth. Mm -hmm. And it's also mentioned that in Psalm 143, verse 10. And in Numbers 11, 17. Uh, Bible prophecy was recorded when men of God were born along by the Holy Spirit. It's actually got the Greek word for it here. And in Peter, there's 2 Peter, uh, chapter 1, verse 20 and 21. In this way, the Bible was inspired of God. And it's got the Greek word for that, meaning God breathed. Hmm. That's what it means. So it's like the breath the breath of life, the wind, mm-hmm. yeah, spirit. Mm. And it refers to a lot of others too, but I won't go on. Mm-hmm. No, I just, no, and as you're reading about God's Holy Spirit there, you just think, wow, what a, what a God, eh? What a, what a... Yeah. Well, it must be the Holy Spirit that gets us to go to certain places. It says here, the Holy Spirit impelled Jesus to go into the wilderness after his baptism, as was written in Mark chapter 1, verse 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, there's so much to learn about God, isn't there? You know, and we're going to have so much time to do it. We're going to have forever to do it. And, and you know, we're so very fortunate that he's given us this information to learn what we're learning now to learn his personality, to learn what he's like. And, you know, we can almost, when we think of ourselves, all we have to do really is imagine them like ourselves, but not in a sinful state like we are. Like we can sit and have a conversation like you and I are, and we should be able to do that with God too and say, hey, God, like like Moses and Abram and all of them did, like, well, you know, really, and they just carry on a conversation just like we are and, and not thinking that he's so far off. Because he, he's like us, he, he's like us because he made us like him, and yeah. so see, he he can totally com- he can communicate, you know, better than we can because he he knows exactly what we're thinking. <laughs> His spirit to our spirit. Yeah, yeah. We're you know we're, it, it says in the Bible that God is a spirit. Yeah, yeah, and we're we're so we're closer connected than what we think. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially when he when he can read our hearts, he knows what's yeah. in our hearts, and we don't even know what's in our hearts. That's so true. Wow! <laughs> like what a wonderful God we have, and and uh, there's just so much we don't understand, and we just have to have faith and and, and keep continuing to learn, and and we're going to have so you know so long, to, we're going to have forever to do it, and uh, what what puny, faithless people we can be at some times, eh? You know, we just we just don't uh, 
give enough faith, you know, have enough faith sometimes. I'm speaking for myself, you know, when you think about uh, it. It's all here for us. It's all laid out for us. You know, you look out into the world each morning. We wake up and we look out into the world, you know, not in the state that it's in, but, you know, the sun coming up every morning and the birds, you know, waking up to the birds and and, uh, the animals and stuff like that. Like, we wake up to this beautiful, beautiful earth every day and it's going to continue and and we've got a Bible here that we can read and study and we've got prayer that we can talk to our Creator. Like, we, we couldn't ask for anything more right now. I mean, we could, but we, sh- we shouldn't. <laughs> we, we've, no, got, well, I, we've got all we need. <laughs> I, th- I think about you, you know, living near a lake and there's a couple of weeks ago and we could hear all the the croaking and the insects and everything like that. And I was on this site the other day and it said, this is classed as the most beautiful sound in the world and it was actually um, a swamp somewhere with all these um, insects and frogs and everything like that and it's actually classed as the most beautiful sound in the world. Well, isn't that something? Yeah, I know. (laughs) That makes me appreciate more what I have, you know, because that's, that's where I live is right on, not on the swamp, but a swamp's right, that's my backyard. I know. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> you live near, you know, the most beautiful sound in the world. Well, isn't that something? That... And you could just sit there at night, open the window and close your eyes and just take it all in. Wow. And thank God for that. You know, wow. How beautiful is that? I, I could hear it the other night. I could hear it in the background. I thought, oh, gosh, I wish I was there. <laughs> Because I love that. I love nature. Yeah, I do. I, I just put me in the in nature, you know, give me an old campfire and a swag and, you know, an old billy and she'll be right, mate. You know, I'll just sit there and just listen to the wind and the yeah. and, and the animals. Well, and, and Jehovah made us to, to have that desire. He made everything to interact, didn't he? He made the sounds of the animals and the birds and... He put all those desires in our heart, and he says in the new system, I will satisfy every desire of your heart. And he put those desires there. Yeah. But what if those insects and birds and frogs and everything, what if they are singing to God, you know, and then in this new system we can sit there and just appreciate their spirit as they're praising God and join with their with their life force and incorporate ours to pray with God as well, to pray for the for the beautiful God that created all of us, all of this, all of this earth. That's what I'm talking about. Whew. That's uh, that's really beautiful. That's a beautiful thought because you know yeah. he he would put the spirit into the animals also to to know. There's a, a superior. He's the yeah. superior, you know. So yeah. he would his spirits in them also. Yeah, that it makes total sense. Yeah, that makes total sense, Janine. I never ever thought of something like that. That's what a, what a cool idea. What a cool that thought. That's come to me. That's just come to me right there and then. And I don't know even where that come from because I've never thought of that before. But it just came through then. Well, that's the spirit of God, eh? Yeah. 
Yeah. It has to be. <laughs> yeah, it is because where two or more people are gathered in my name, the spirit is there. Well, so this is what we. So this is what we've. This is what we got to look forward to. Oh. But it's here now, it's here now. You know, it's just opening our hearts more more to what is here. Yeah, yeah, we've we've yeah. but yeah, we have yeah, we're 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 at a stage where we just have to yeah, we're at a stage where we just gotta really be on the watch and be on guard and and um follow God, follow follow his instruction, have faith in him and we will get through this. If as long as we have faith and, and and you know listen to him, we have to listen to him, and you know work work on making changes in our lives and and like we're uh, we're we're how can I put this? We're starting now. Like you know, as soon as a, a man or a woman knows about God, that's when we have to start making changes in our life because we want to become perfect, right? And we're starting yeah. now. And this is why he says, strip off the old personality and put on a new one. You know, hate what is bad, love what is good. And he's teaching us right now how to start becoming perfect. And after that thousand-year reign, we will be perfect um, in mind, soul, spirit, body, everything. You know, we, we all the sin will be out of us and gone. And during and after that thousand-year reign, he says he will destroy Jesus' last enemy, and that is death. Because after that thousand-year reign, Satan will be let loose again for a short period of time. Because because the ones that are being resurrected, you know, we we're going to have to teach them what's going on here. You know, during the thousand-year reign, you know, we're going to build homes. And, and vineyards, like the Bible says, and there's going to be resurrections of the righteous and the unrighteous. And there's going to be a lot that, like babies and young children and men and women that have never had the opportunity to get to know God or even live the life. But all of them will be resurrected. And they have to be given the opportunity, too, to, to get to know God. He wouldn't be a fair God if everybody that died just, you know, stays in the tombs. But Jesus said... I am the resurrection, and and all those in the memorial tombs will hear my voice and come out. So this is why I'm leading into um, Judgment Day and afterward. See, so right now we're talking about Armageddon and the Paradise yeah. Earth. So what's this Paradise Earth? What's gonna what, what's gonna be happening here during this thousand year reign? So this the thousand year reign is going to be Judgment Day. I'm not going to start. I see. I'm going to start getting into it, and I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but the thousand year reign, there's going to be the resurrection, and uh, we're going to it, we're going to have the the pleasure and the joy of having our loved ones back, and we can say, hey, this is what we just went through. Just like Noah would have said. You know, to his grandchildren, children. Yeah, we went through the flood, and we can say, yeah, we went through Armageddon, and here's what happened, and 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 here's where we're going. 
here's where we're going in the future. After this thousand-year reign, we will reach perfection, but Satan will be let loose again, unfortunately, and and, uh, because these ones that have not had the opportunity to get to know God have to be tested also. Just like we're being tested now. It might not be that... we don't know how we're going to be tested. Not that I know of, but it did, the Bible just says that after the thousand years is over, Satan will be let loose for a short period of time. Now, so we don't know. It doesn't say a time, but it just says a short period of time. That might seem like a long time to us because a thousand years is like a day to God. But... uh I just shiver just thinking being tested by Satan again. <laughs> but anyway, we're going through it now. So if we all we've got to worry about is making it now, never mind worried about what's going to happen in a thousand years, especially if we can't uh, concentrate on what we're doing right now, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? But uh, but he, he gives us this information to know for a reason. Yeah. We, we must need to know it. He's he's yeah. he's telling us the future. He's he's prophesying and and uh, telling us the future. So um, yeah. so that we can tell others, hey, we gotta, you know, after that thousand yeah. years is over, um, Satan's Satan's gone forever. Death is gone forever. Um, no more pain. No more sorrow. No more tears. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm listening. I, I've also just um. Something's just come up to my attention early, early this morning, about one or two o'clock this morning, and 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 again today, and it's Audra's case, um, and you know she did everything that uh, she's saying that she did everything that Carl ordered to do, and the letters and everything like that, and um, the judge is just so corrupt that uh, you know he just went ahead and just disobeyed everything. So this is what we're looking at. We're looking at a corrupt system right to the very top. Because as Audra said, it's a billion dollar it's a multi billion dollar industry. They are not going to want you know, they're going to fight as hard as they can and these judges that are corrupt, they're not going to abide by by law. Yeah. And who's you know, what was yeah. her, what was her name, Janine? Audra, A-U-D-R-A, Audra. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, she spent, um, she was put into prison, yeah, oh. into sol- solitary confinement and then she had to pay like $4,300. Um, just, just, just crazy stuff. I had been following her case on and off for a little while um, and she wrote the most beautiful letters to her ex-husband, you know. So she was doing all the letter writing and, and I thought, wow, you know, the, the, the judge is just going to see this and under common law, he's just going to go, right, here's your kids back, <laughs> sort of thing. Um, but nope, nope, he threw her into solitary confinement and then ordered her to pay, yeah. And I mean, you know, I mean, um, Gus, Gus actually went with Audra to a couple of her court cases and everything. So, you know, Gus, because her and Gus live in the same town, so Gus was actually helping her with it. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. That's, that's, 
Yeah, that's so sad. This world is so unjust, eh? You know, like Carl might have been able to get out of it, but, you know, and also being a woman, you know, men judges, they look at a woman coming through, and if they don't like women, they're... Oh, yeah. You know, as far as they're concerned, they, they are the king. They sit on that throne, they are the king. And what they say is the justice system, whether it be fair or not, you know. And yep. if, they, if they don't like you for a particular reason, um, and I, heard, I have heard that, 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 that the judge where, um, where Gus and Audra live, um, it's even been in the paper that he is um, exceedingly harsh. You know, um, I, I read it in some paper. This man is exceedingly harsh, and this is where they're making an example of of this sort of thing. I haven't. I've, I've got to go back and read it, but something is telling me not to get too involved in it. I just got to keep. You know, like God is the main thing, as it says there. You know, um, as it says, um, compassion reaches further than war further than the demands of judges. Compassion reaches into the heart of life. So, you know, and 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 it's it's you know well, I gotta you know, me, I've got to pray for more compassion. Because um, you know, compassion is is you know, if you are coming from a compassionate heart, you you know um, through that compassion, which is the love of God, this is where miracles happen, or so-called miracles, and it's nothing but the love of God is just so overwhelming and so powerful that it can transform anything. You can can transform your body, your mind, your spirit, just into God. Yeah. You know, and that's what I'm praying for. You know, I, I'm. That's what I'm praying for. Yeah. That's nice, Jeanine. Good night, Jeannie Marie. Thank you, sweetheart, for coming along. You have a good night, honey. We'll talk to you soon. Love you. Thanks very much. Well, Jeanine, thank you for coming, my friend, my sister. Thank you so much. Um, it's... Uh, and thank you, Jeannie and Matthew. Like, this just picks my heart up all the time, too. It's just so inspiring and and uh, so strengthening. You know, we, we need each other. And thank you so much. I I, I enjoy this so much. And, and I hope that you do, too. And I know you do. Last night at church, Sonia, they had that, they had different Jehovahs. They had 
Jehovah, that one, Jehovah Jira, and they had Jehovah, I couldn't write them down quick enough, is it Nina, Nina, I'll have to look at it, but they had like, they were singing Jehovah, Jira, Jehovah, something else, and then Jehovah, something else, and then beside it, they had actually what it meant. Have you heard of that? Um, I I don't know about the different spellings. Like maybe they're are, are they different languages? Uh, I I believe, Janine. I believe the the name Jehovah means causes to become. That's that's my opinion. That's what I believe. I'm not a hundred percent sure of of what I believe, but but that's you know what I what I believe that I have learned that the, the name Jehovah means causes to become. You know, I'm sure his name has lots of different meanings, you know. He's the almighty God, but um, I, I think somewhere in the Bible, um, I, I I must have read that somewhere in the Bible. Oh, right, there it is. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nissi. That's what they were singing about. And it's in Genesis twenty two, twelve to fourteen. Okay, I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, that's what they were thinking about. That's the three words. Genesis Okay. What was that, Janine? Genesis what? Oh, oh, hang on, hang on. <laughs> um, it says it's uh, according to the book of Genesis, uh, uh hang on. The compound, the compound names of Jehovah, Genesis twenty-two, twelve to fourteen. So, Jehovah Jireh, J-I-R-E-H, Jehovah Rapha, R-A-P-H-A, and Jehovah Nissi, N-I-S-S-I. Jehovah Jireh or Yahweh Jireh means the Lord will provide. It is the name memorized by Abraham when God provided the ram to be, I don't know. Okay, it's, okay so Jehovah Jireh means the Lord will provide. Um, Jehovah Rapha. Um, you're, you're actually understanding to learn to trust him. Um, and Jehovah Nissi, to trust him when the battle seems more than you can handle or something. Yeah. I know he says, uh, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, when you go up in front of the courts, do not worry. I, I will give you the words, something like that. Yeah, it says, yeah, in Genesis twenty two twelve fourteen, the meaning of this name is the Lord who provides. The word is literally the Lord who sees or the Lord who will see to it. This is what we long for when we have a need that is personal and special, one who will see to our needs and provide for us. This is what Jehovah Jireh means. 
the Lord who will see to it that my every need is met. One who knows my need because he sees. One who is able to meet my need in just the right time, but as he did for Abraham, and who uh, can meet it fully. For Abraham, it was for Abraham, it was the ram caught in the thicket that was offered in Isaac's place. Oh, yeah. For us, it is whatever we need. And then it's got, um, it talks about it in Matthew 6, 25 to 34, Philippians 4, 19, Psalm 37, 4, Psalm 37, 25, Romans 8, 37, and Ephesians 1, 3. Okay. Um, Jehovah Rapha means the Lord who heals. And it's in Exodus 15, 22 to 26. See, I'm just learning all this myself. I, I just didn't know what this means. We have so much. Yeah, we can just uh, go on for uh, What was that in Exodus 15? Uh, which one for that one? Um, I'm not sure. I know you oh, said... um, Yeah, hang on. I just found the other one. Um Exodus fifteen twenty two to twenty six is Jehovah Rapha R A P H A the Lord who heals, and it's also in ex oh, it's something about Exodus fourteen twenty one to thirty one as well. It says um, it, oh, it's asking questions, and the other one. Jehovah Nissi, I just found it. Yeah, Jehovah, oh, something Nissi is the Lord. It means the Lord, our banner. And it's in Exodus chapter 17, verses 8 to 15. And, and what, what was this one, 8 to 15? Yeah, it means a Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, our banner. B-A-N-N-E-R. Oh, well, you know what I've been seeing here? Okay. Um, through just a couple, Janine, that this one here in 15 says, And Moses proceeded to build an altar and to call its name Jehovah Nissi. And, and back in... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, see, this is what we were singing about last night. See... Uh, I'm beginning. Yeah, and I'm thinking, what's all this? Well, I've never, I've heard of Jehovah, but I've never heard of this Nira. I've never heard of this Rafa, and so I've this, never heard of this Missy. What I'm starting to see here, I don't know if it's totally correct, but one of the scriptures I looked up here, and then I look up this one, and these are places that these these men call things by Jehovah's name, but they just give it a name. Like, if I wanted to call something by you, I might call it Janine Anissi or uh, Janine Melissa or something. But it seems to me like they're using Jehovah's name here, but they're not calling God by this name. This one here says, And Moses proceeded to build an altar and to call its name Jehovah Nissi. And one that I read just a minute ago said that they were going to call a place Jehovah something. So what I'm wondering here, uh, I hope these people aren't praying 
and using these names and praying to these names and thinking, okay, we're praying to our God. Meanwhile, it says here that this was actually a, an altar that, that Moses had built, and he called its name Jehovah Nissi. Is that what they're doing? Are they praying to all these names, Janine? Well, they just um, they, they they yeah. It only it was a song last night, and I went Jehovah Jireh, and then it has and then they sung like what it meant. Oh, the Lord who provides for me, you know. Oh, and yeah. then they'd say just Jehovah Rapha. Um, oh, the Lord who heals, and then they would say Jehovah Nissi, Lord, you are my banner, you know. So you know things like that. Oh. So they were actually saying what it actually meant in the song. Oh, oh, okay, I see. Oh, okay. I thought you know, they, they were praying to all these different names, and I think that's where some, somewhere we'd have to be careful because that'd be like worshiping idols, you know. If yeah, you were, yeah, no, they weren't. They, you know, they like they're saying Jehovah Jireh, you are my provider. Jehovah Rapha. Um, you are the Lord who heals, because apparently that's what it means. I'm going to have to write it down. I'm going to have to get the... They've got 365 songs that they sing, apparently, the Pentecostal church, and it's the first time I have ever heard this song, and it's the first time I've ever seen this Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nissi. Yeah, and then it had... Mm-hmm. And then it, and then to my understanding, just by looking at the words, it had actually what it actually meant, because they actually sung it in the song. Oh my God, you are my provider. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to write it down. Up, yeah. yeah. Well, that that's all right. That's another interesting point to to think about. Yeah, and but yeah, I I just I thought okay, well maybe these are different languages of, of God's name sort of thing, but it seems to me like, yeah, the, the men in times would name something after God. So we want to be, yeah, I would want to be careful, you know, that I'm not praying to these names, you know, using these names in my yeah. prayer. Yeah, because... Like would that, they would, it, to me, it sounds like they were saying John the Baptist, you know, so he went around baptizing people. Yeah, yeah. So the Lord, you know, the Lord Jehovah, he, he does provide. He does heal. Yeah. He is our banner. He is our strength. Um, I, you I, know, I used to, uh, like, I, I'm, I'm not one for, you know, putting down, I try not to, to put down religious, but, you know, sometimes you have to, we have to be honest in, in, in some of the teachings and stuff. I was raised Pentecostal. Uh, united, um, kind of almost the same sort of thing, you know. And, um, you know, when when I got older and and started really studying um, the Bible and really searching, not just going because, you know, my mom would say, well, you know, would you like to go to Sunday school? And I think, okay, we'll go have some fun with the kids. You know, we go to Sunday school and, and it never really had any meaning sort of thing, but once I got older and I started really searching for the truth and things like that, and and um, so that was 
one of the first places I went back to because that's what I was raised with, you know. And, um, you know, I, I there's a few in, in my town my town here too, but at that time I, I believed that they had also believed in the Trinity and um, healings. Um, and, but like I said, the, the, the simple way for me was always the simple little things like Christmas, Easter, you know, the traditions, the worldly traditions of man. I would just look around and I think, okay, if, if they celebrate these things, these simple, simple things, and when the Bible says not to be a part of the world, and the Bible says not to celebrate the traditions of man, not to follow the traditions of man, and that man makes the traditions look holy, but they're mm. not holy. That was those were simple things for me when I started looking out and thinking, okay, who, who do I want to go to 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 learn from? So if they if they were teaching that Santa Claus and Easter bunnies and all these traditions of the world were okay. That was simple for me to say, no, I don't think it is. Because God wouldn't, God wouldn't, um, Jesus wouldn't do that. Jesus wouldn't, you know, say it's okay to celebrate Christmas and Easter and and all these things that they're trying to make look holy. Yeah. I, I, just yeah. had to, I just had to say this, I don't know why, because I was raised Pentecostal, and and um, I don't believe that we should be following traditions of men. Uh, well, I, I believe that we should be reading the Bible and talking to God. We should have no, you know, there shouldn't be a priest. I, I can remember when I was in grade four, grade three or four, and I went, you know, we because I was raised Catholic, every Friday we had to go and confess our sins in confession, and I walked in there one day and something said to me, how does this priest know if you are genuine or not? He doesn't. Only God knows if you're genuine or not. So speak your heart to God. And it says that in the Bible, you know. Um, talk to your God in secret. Yeah. Talk to God in secret. You know, so it's, 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 it's so heart to heart, spirit to spirit. You're, you're having a direct connection with God. You don't need a middleman. Cut the middleman out. Yeah, yeah, I, I see see what you're saying, Janine. But we do have to learn from each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. No, no, but we we learn from each other. But when you're talking to God, you're talking to God. You know, you're talking, you actually... God is a spirit with our spirit, so we're connecting with God on a spirit to spirit level. Oh yeah, for sure. You know that's what I mean. In you know when you're ha- you know like you and I, we're having a conversation with each other. There is nobody else. We, you and I, are talking right now, which is when. So when I talk to God, I want to talk to God. You know, and I can. You know, and we can get together because it says in the Bible when when two or more are gathered in my name, you know, and and we're talking about God and, and Jesus and Jehovah and you know and we're saying how great He is and just being being in the company of of other 
of the men and women who love God. And that spirit is touching each and every one of us, actually making us stronger, giving us more strength to to be together. That's where the whole world's going to be, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. That's all we're going to talk about. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. We're, 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 we're going to walk through the wilderness and praising praising God. And it may not be it may not be in a song. It it may be that our heart just sings and it radiates through our into the woods, into the into the wilderness. And the wilderness is there praising God because even the trees were created by God and and we can we can feel we can feel all of that all of that love. Like I have I have been in a place where you know, I was praying and meditating one night, and there was that there were beams of light surrounding me, and there was so much love radiating from that place. Where I come out of it, and I cried for half an hour, and I went, "God, kill me now! I just want to go home. Just kill me now, because I'll never find that on earth." But maybe God is saying, "No, this is what." you have the power to bring on earth in my name. Mm-hmm. That's the compassion. That's, yeah. Anyway, ranting again. <laughs> I enjoy listening to you. <laughs> I do. I'm sure everybody else does too because you're, you're so inspirational, you know, and, and you can tell it's all from your heart. And, Definitely an inspiration. Going to bed, honey? I'm going to head out soon, too. I'm going to say goodnight to yeah. Janine. I'm just talking about Janine. I'm going to say goodnight to Ren. And he's going to head yeah. back here. Too. So are your insects, are, you in, are the insects and the frogs singing tonight? Yes, they are, and it's raining, and they're, they're singing. and oh. Yeah, it's very nice. <gasps> oh, wow. Yeah. Very nice to fall asleep too. It's like meditation, and you just kind of float into sleep. And, and it's a lot of rain, and the frogs are really enjoying it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that's very nice. Wow. Oh, Janine, well, you have a wonderful day. Thanks Thank you, so much. you too. Thanks so much again for coming. Thank you for putting You're me a blessing. You're, so on. You're a blessing, lady. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> okay. Well, I better go. I'm going to oh, say goodnight to, to Ren here. And um, I'm actually get, I put a little medication in his nice, his eyes at night before he goes to bed. So he's having some oh, Good night, Ren. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. And God bless you all. And have a Thank great you, week. Okay. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Bye.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.